Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Like, it's not an interview, you know. We just went live, by the way. <laughs> like, but yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I do know what you mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that would be yeah. nice. Cool. Okay. Nice. Um... Right, do we have everything else ready to go? I've got um, the notes, uh, and I think I can screen share if I need to. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we're okay. Although the screen sharing I have set up is for three people, so there might just be a blank square where Caden is, but whatever. <laughs> if we do need to do that, it's not the end of the world. We'll just put a skull and crossbones, fucking JPEG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or a Tekken character, or like a big swirly poo, a poo emoji. Yeah, a little poo well. emoji, yeah. <laughs> fucking ditched us. Um, okay, right, well, I'm happy to, to get started if you want to get us, if you want to jingle us in. Yep, I have started the jingle. Nice. <clears throat> okay, hi everyone. Welcome back to episode 126 of the Quick Resume podcast. Oh, I was I was practicing a, a little a bit earlier. Um, yeah. Okay, hang on. Um, welcome back to the Quick Resume podcast. Um, episode 126. This yeah. is an Xbox focused podcast for news, reviews, speculation, rumors, and other exciting gossip. Why are you looking at me like that, man? Does that mean I can't talk about Final Fantasy? <laughs> And, and Final Fantasy. <laughs> nice. Oh, sorry. Did I not say Xbox Focus? Okay. Let me try again. Um, welcome back to the Quick Cuisine Podcast, uh, episode 126. This is an Xbox... Um, Orientated. Xbox-orientated podcast. Um, with Aligned. News, reviews, rumors, speculation, um, and other exciting gossip. Um, that's right, wasn't it? It's a work in progress. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... It's you know, fine. Just thought, yeah. We're amateurs. <laughs> We're like, still amateurs. 126 episodes. A C minus at best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, my name. My name is Deck. Hello, and that that over there is Tim. I don't know where you are on the screen. Tim. Hello. I'm yeah. So sorry. I don't. I don't know. I think I'm on the. Oh, what like what position my square is? I think I'm yeah. on the right. Yeah. So you're over there. Okay. Uh, I, I can poke at you by doing this. There we go. That's nice. Ah. <laughs> God. Um, right so uh just want to check i'm just checking the studio actually to make sure everything's okay yeah it is um just let it record. looks okay i think all the mics are set up properly and everything's v- v- vibing yeah okay yeah that's good so 126 we just had the developer direct earlier this week we live streamed it uh, on thursday which you can check out on the channel um if you're actually if you're watching after the fact i'll put the link in the description but it's it was the last video we did and um, we did that live you had a good time didn't we that was fun mm-hmm. that was a good fun time yeah i liked yeah. it yeah yeah 
from direct in a row so we're going to talk a little bit about that sort of uh, reflections after the fact and you know uh, sort of wrestling as well with the um, community reaction um, mm. and the wider sort of uh, the wider sentiment about the show as well because we had a couple of thoughts as we were going through about what we thought the um, reaction was going to be and then how it turned out wasn't really how we um, how we expected um, so there's that there's Power World the biggest game <laughs> on the fucking planet right now the 102 Metacritic not- game we all thought Kiln would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and I'm not even joking, Tim. I don't know if you've seen the numbers for this thing. It's it's overtaken it's Elden Ring. It's it's yeah. become the number one most paid, concurrently played game in Steam mm. history. I think that's because it's just it's it it's must just be fun. it's an accessible thing, right? Because I mean, it's we'll great. See, but you hold that thought. Okay, hold that thought. I want to hear this. I want to hear the Tim the Tim Angle here. God, Jesus. So there's Power World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then there's a couple of other things like um, Xbox's sales performance in December. Um, and we've got some follow-up things about the games that we saw in the developer direct as well, like Hellblade 2, Avowed, and, and Indiana Jones. Um, so it's I think we've got a good show lined up for you today. So if you're new here or if you're a recurring viewer slash listener, please you know, give us a like, consider subscribing. We'd really appreciate that. You know, that'd be really nice. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And that was the other thing. Bloody Halo Infinite. Is Halo Infinite oh, being yeah. sunsetted? I, is it winding down? Yeah, I kind of caught some wind on this, but I don't know entirely yeah. what it is. I haven't looked into it, so it'd be interesting to see what it actually is. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more as well as the show goes on. So, um, I mean, I, I assume that what we usually do is, you know, what we've been playing, but I assume that's that's probably going to overlap with the first story, which, which is Power World. Um, so, mm-hmm. over to you, Tim. What's like... What the fuck's going on? And like, just to give you the metrics here, um, and just to maybe everyone else, the listeners, if you're not clear, and maybe actually just a quick overview. First, Tim, actually, give me like an overview. What's your like interpretation of what Power World is? What's the elevator pitch? <laughs> it's a survival monster collection game. <laughs> there you go. Survival monster collection game. I mean, those are the two core concepts to the game. Is it's a it's a survival, yes. but it's also a, a collection yeah. game of little creatures yeah. and little guys. Yeah, uh, this came out in early access on PC and Xbox exclusively. So it's at the moment it's on console. The only place you can play it is on on Xbox and obviously on PC as well. Um, it's on Game Pass as a game preview, so you can download it for free uh, if you've got if you've got Game Pass. Um, on, on PC, you have to buy it on Steam. I don't know. It's know available. Presumably, it's available on the Windows Store as well. Do we know the cost of this? Wait, if you buy it on Steam, I don't actually know the cost. Is it I, like thirty quid? I think it's thirty dollars. It... Okay, so probably $30. probably thirty quid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as as the conversion goes, um, and it's currently, as I say, so in terms of paid games, St- uh, Power World has just become the highest had the highest concurrent player base for paid games in steam history um overtaking cyberpunk Baldur's gate elden ring hogwarts legacy um i think that's fucking bonkers mate that is Mm. bonkers and then beyond that it's um in terms of just peak concurrent uh players so so not necessarily just purchase so like this includes free to play as well it's currently uh, number six in history as well um you know and it, it's climbing that steadily um mm-hmm. which is so weird to me um so we're going to kind of get into that like we, we played it a bit on friday uh yeah I, friday night i tried to play it a bit yesterday but 
for reasons we'll go into i I couldn't but we got a decent chunk in so i mean like to kick us off tim like what's going on like firstly what's your impression of power world like before you knew it's popped off like this we were playing it what were your thoughts um yeah i was pleasantly surprised um i think us we talked about this on the podcast over the last couple weeks since we knew it was coming to games pass and we were very much under the impression this was going to be a pre mid but quite fun game that xbox managed to snag up and grab into games pass or something like that you know uh we went under the impression it'd pop off quite as hard as it did um so yeah i mean my initial impressions going in were actually pretty damn positive like i like right from minute one i genuinely um kind of vibe with the game pretty pretty instantly it was quite simple to grasp and to get hold of especially if you played survival games in the past maybe if you had no experience it might be a bit more tough but um i thought they did a good job at introducing players to the systems giving everyone like a little like checklist in like the top right just to get you going and find your rhythm i thought was actually quite good those constant reminders of things you need to do that are core concepts of the game um and yeah no i just thought it was it was pretty solid i mean i think performance is probably the only thing that's a bit below par i would say um especially for xbox i don't know if you've got a fancy fancy high-end pc it runs a lot better but at least on uh, xbox series x um i mean i imagine you're probably under 30 frames most of the time um with some hitching and there's there's some lag in there as well on the servers now that i'm looking at these figures i'm not surprised there's a bit of lag in the servers um because those servers were getting absolutely annihilated um yeah so that doesn't really surprise me uh but yeah i'm vibing super hard with it man i think the concepts are great i think the little creatures are cute and awesome and i think it's wacky and fun and just so easy to pick up and just play and um which i guess kind of leads into my point of i think that's how it's just reached those sort of numbers i just think this is like such an accessible game right it appeals to anyone that's played survival games, which is quite a popular genre. It appeals to all Pokemon fans. It appeals to like your FPS fans as well. Your combat. It, it, literally anyone can pick up and play this. Whether you're uh, whether you're a young gamer, an old gamer, a female gamer, male gamer, a freaking toaster gamer. And literally, like anyone can just pick up and play this game. Um, and I think it's gamers. just yeah. But um, yeah, those are my initial impressions on it. Yeah, I think we played pretty about three, four hours um, straight, and uh, yeah, super solid. But um, what do you think? Yeah, it's quite funny because like I I was not impressed at all when I first loaded in. I was like, really? what the fuck's going on? And I am still a bit confused. Yeah, because huh. um, why does it sound so bad? the sound I just is get over it yeah the sound is out of a baked beans tin yeah it's not it's not <laughs> it's not fantastic why is it like a bug like i feel like it must be a bug be. Like, like there's no yeah. way they recorded those sounds with like like a nokia like they sound recorded on a nokia <laughs> microphone like yeah. it must be like just not being processed correctly because it, it really sounds like it's it's compressed 
uh, all of the noises, all of it. Um, so it left a really like quite a bad first impression, to be honest. And like, I mean, it's 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 in like game preview on Xbox, you know, beta, it's early access, whatever. Um, like all survival games are. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I expected this sort of stuff, and I'm like I'm easy to beat with. Like I, I'm I'm generally not too critical uh, of games of this sort of stuff, especially if they're in like beta. But um, that noise thing was really weird. And then the rest of it was like standard, like early access stuff. Had, couldn't get into a lobby. Servers too full, which is understandable because the game popped off maybe a bit more than i expected it to yes um and then there's like you know lots of rubber banding if you're not the host and um performance is like not great um mm. has some hitches so it, for sure yeah and also like so i got over all those things but like one of the other things as well that i thought immediately when i went into the game that i was just like this is way more like creatively bankrupt than i expected it to be like i knew it was a bit of like this is pokemon with guns and some survival elements mm. but it's like this is literally the arc met ui in the game this is literally yeah, the breath yeah. of the wild like piano notes as something happens there's even ruins that look like lifted out of elden ring yeah. i don't know if you've noticed that they look like part, bit for bit. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this map was made in AI. Like really? I actually, if, if it came out that this whole thing, like a lot of it was made with AI, that would not surprise me mm. because so much of it is lifted from other games. Uh, and like then this, like you know, the Fortnite kind of level crafting, like it's like spaghetti has been thrown at the wall, but somehow, <laughs> it somehow it stuck. Um, so so that was my like i like i really wasn't impressed i was ready to like log off immediately like after i played it for 10 minutes i was like i this is too shit for me to keep going but then you know i got we got you in and we played with our other friend and we sort of you know set up a base and uh i was like okay fine whatever and and i started catching some pals (laughs) some pals and um you know, and then I, re- I opened my menu and I realized, oh, look, this pal can do this and this pal can do that. And then it hit me, like, then it clicked. And I was like, oh. And, you you know, you take them back to your base, you put them in your base, and then they do jobs for you. They and become they're slaves. All, and they're, they become slaves. They get on the plantation and they all have different skills. Like, they all get mm-hmm. better. They're, they're, like, depending on who, what, what the Pokemon is. And then within the same type, there are subtypes. And within that, you know, you can get different roles, you know, the same way you can with Pokemon. You know, you can get good good roles and bad roles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I saw the hook then. Like, I saw the glimpse. I was like, I see. Right. So, and that loop is quite fun. That loop is quite good because unlike a lot of survival games, it's kind of like, right, here's your list of things that you can make. You've got to level up to get access to more of those things. Just go out and do shit. Then you get access to more of those things and you've got to kill some stuff and get materials and bring it back. But and then you build that shit like normal, you know. Uh and eventually you get access to some automation and things like that. But in Power World, the automation is central to the loop. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is the pals help you automate. So the pals will help you craft, the pals will help you build, the pals will do the harvesting for you, they'll do the mining for you. So you can you just gotta find the ones that are good at it, you know, and you can go you can, you can spend your time doing other stuff. Um and I think that's where I saw the hook. Like, that's where I see the glimpse. I was like, actually, from a design perspective, mm. that's a good hook that survival games haven't done where your incentive to go out and get these little guys is that they're going to help you build quicker, 
manage quicker and take up basically do the boring stuff you don't want i was literally (laughs) about to say the same thing because that's what i that's kind of where i drop off in survival games eventually i just get so sick of sitting at a workbench and crafting things or seeing a timer cook down like when i'm cooking food and like that's where i i just start to drop off eventually it's fine for like the honeymoon period but then it's just i'm just i just can't do this anymore like these these it's actually becoming a chore um yeah i I actually think it's it's really smart what like what they've done and how they've done it and they've done it in a cute like collecting little creatures to do it for you sort of way so it's it just feels fun in like every way from that standpoint yeah no i agree so so yeah there is that absolutely and then you know then there's the other layer of like you want to get um you want to get like better mons and you level them up as well you know and that's kind of a hook as well that maybe you don't have usually you know you maybe you take out your pickaxe and then you get upgraded to an iron pickaxe and you upgrade that to a fucking diamond pickaxe you know mm-hmm. whereas here it's like you have your pokemon like you find the sorry your pal oh, fuck i'm getting we're all gonna get sued nintendo are gonna send us so many seasons yeah. this weekend um and you level them up and you sort of get a bit of an attachment to them in the same way that you do um with pokemon because you kind of have a story as a user that you found when you caught that 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 pal you know it's like oh this is when we were out with our friends and we saw it and we were like oh you know it's so many levels above us and we did this and we did that and then we caught so you kind of have a story attached to each one so so that part mm-hmm. of it that creature collector part of the game like really works and i think that's where the the actual loop starts to make sense um so that that's kind of my two cents on all of it like i i do think i am still a bit confused why it's popped off in a way that it has like this is a bit much like because it's still like there's barely any quality of life features it does it runs like shit like it's not um mm-hmm. artistically interesting i don't think either um like the pal designs are like they're, they're like fairly cool yeah they're yeah they're okay yeah. yeah yeah but but everything else is kind of like it there's no real flair to it yeah Yeah. it's just like um but you know um i can see why especially on pc it's popped off more because apparently if i'm understanding correctly there's dedicated servers on pc whereas on xbox it's just peer-to-peer at Uh the moment and um on xbox the lobbies are only one to four players but on pc they're 32 player lobbies which Uh would be great i thought that it was only 32 if you had a if you set up your own private server or something oh I maybe know. i haven't heard about that I, all i, I know thought... is that that's possible on pc and not on xbox yeah i thought it was something like that like if you host your own dedicated server um then i think you can go up to a set amount like a certain amount of players i thought it was up to 64 as well i could be wrong but um that's yeah shit, maybe shit. yeah maybe this stuff just runs a bit better on pc but um yeah, I, I, I can definitely... One other thing to say as well with that hook as well, I think they do a really good job at um, just, like, throwing shit at you that's out of your reach, if that makes sense. Like, you quickly just... Um, you spawn in, you do some stuff, you build a base, whatever, but you do some exploring and you instantly find these really cool pals which are, like, well above your level and stuff like that and like that giant green mammoth and a tower to take on a raid boss and all these cool colorful powers which are not high enough level and i think that is just that it's that hook of just like yo we need to we need to level up so we can go get this thing you know like it's like it immediately throws down your face like this is what you could have if you if you if you grind 
Um, and I, I actually think that's actually really cool and, and quite smart the way they did that. Um, yeah, I think it's nice that there are things in the world that you want to interact with as part of the leveling rather than just like, let's mm-hmm. kill the thing and then come back to base and use the materials to build the thing yeah. that I've been looking at. You know, the part of the hook is like, oh, there's this icon. Just after you went off, and he's like a boss. He was like a boss. He was like level fifteen or something. Took my Nightwing to him, popped him down like six power balls. Is that what mm. they called? They called power balls. Power spheres. Power spheres. Thank you for that correction, Tim. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and um, yeah, I caught him, and he's like a little. He's like a snaky noodle boy. Um, and I, obviously, I didn't know what he did, so it was like quite exciting. And he had like his own move set, and that's cool. Like a lot of pals have their own moveset and mm. i got him eventually you know and there's like a bit of tension to the combat because you don't want to go overkill and kill them instead of cap them you know um and that kind of works i think in in real time as opposed to like the turn-based stuff that pokemon does i don't know about the recent ones though but mm. um and uh you know i had to look at what his skill was and it's like you know i can get a saddle for him so now there's this kind of back and forth of like okay now i want to level up so i can get the saddle to put on icy noodle boy and Mm. i want to ride him you know um so so that loop it does i'm with you like there's this kind of um like i want to explore further to find the things so that i can put like upgrade the things i find and get better roles on the guys i find and like who knows what i might see you know how many pals are there i don't know in the pal mm. deck i don't know. i think Capital. i have heard there's a i think there's like 102 or 106 or something like that so a pretty solid amount you know like i'd probably say we've seen what maybe like 25 unique ones so we're like a quarter of just everything we've seen you know maybe maybe even less we've probably only seen like 20 um so there's a there's a decent amount to get stuck in with um and like you said they're all unique and they all have their own like abilities and stuff like that um yeah yeah i just yeah i just think it's just really fun and i also think the game just does a really good job of not taking itself seriously like shit like when it escapes from the ball and you found it hilarious that it just comes up with a prompt calling it a cheeky bastard or something like that oh yeah yeah what like, was that yes yeah, yeah that's that's when it escapes from the ball it does it every time it just goes it escaped the cheeky bastard um and then apparently you know humans and stuff like that and like ai <laughs> you can catch them you can throw a power sphere no, at a can't. person and you can no. catch them and I it tried. says are you sure I just- well, when I, I okay, I guess I did. You try with the merchant over them. Uh, no. Oh, you tried with it. Oh, okay. Because I, I swear I saw a clip of someone doing it, and it came up saying like this. It said like a message saying like this is a bit inhumane, or something like that. <laughs> I, I'm oh, almost can, sure. Because all I know is, all I mean is like I, you know, when you uh, hold a sphere and you hold, you're hovering over a thing, it like has a prompt. It's like chance to catch. Yeah. I held it over a grunt. And nothing came up, so I just assumed there was no chance. But maybe uh, if I threw it, there would actually be a yeah. Because I, I swear <laughs> I saw a clip of someone who caught one. Yeah, and it just said, "Yeah, you've caught this guy." You know, a bit inhumane, but I guess he's yours now. <laughs> like that's what the message <laughs> said, and it was great. Um, yeah, so it's just funny. that it's just quite a funny, funny little game. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's yeah, I'm having a great time with it. Um, and there's so many aha moments as well. Like when you just put powers in the base and then you realize, oh, my penguin's now watering my berry field and my monkey can actually seed the berry field. Whereas like 
you know the others couldn't do that and stuff like that and you start to figure out and like when you figured out that you could put the fox the firefox in there it's just a half like all of our cooking time and it can cook all our, our shit for us it's it's like yeah. li- those little aha moments i think are just like really satisfying that the game just doesn't tell you you kind of just figure it out um yeah yeah i think i don't know it's, it's just got a good hook like no i don't think the game's incredible but i think considering this shit's come out of nowhere it's games pass and you can play it with your mates and stuff like that i just I just think it's really solid. Like, you know, I can't complain. If they improve the performance on this game, like it's a, it's a really it's a it's a pretty damn good game. Um cuz yeah, they they there's some cool mechanics in there. I love the catching mechanic too, where they give you the percentage and you can see the percentage tick off and you're like, "Oh, come on." It's like really like satisfying and like nail-biting. It is. It is. Um it's yeah. good. I I I do really like it. So I guess that's it for me. Like it's um like the more I played it, I was like, oh, I see, like I see the hook here. Like I get it. Um, mm. because the game's early access, which is you know as, as it is, that's fine. There's loads of things do pull that experience down, but I could definitely see this, um, having quite a bit of success once everything's ironed out. Although mm. it's just the difficulty with early access, isn't it? Like I imagine most of the player base is going to be gone in like a week or two weeks time to yeah. be honest like it's... i think people are like really excited by the premise um mm. and the zeitgeist but there are too many early access things going on that people just will be like i'll wait till this is till till it's you know yeah. ready so but we'll see and i think they'll have to be quite speedy with it as well to keep it in in the spotlight as well um i think they'll have to be quite quick with their updates and i think they'll have to keep adding like pals as well to keep that hook going and to keep that expiration hook going um it i i kind of agree with you it's i i can definitely see this being a bit of a fad game and actually it dropping off quite quick um but we'll have to wait and see um especially as i don't really i'm not certain of the size of the team that made this either so can they keep up with the speed of updates that they need to to keep people on this game or is it just going to get stagnant quite quick and people get yeah fed up with the annoyances, like you said? Yeah. And I often, as is the case, like the answer is no. Like, you know, usually early access games can't capitalize on the sort of success they get on day one. It's just, it's impossible. Like, you know, the only team that I've ever seen do it is Fortnite and they like crunch the shit out of that poor team. And there was they're, they're massive as well, epic, you know, so like mm. they could do it. Um, and that kind of gave them the momentum they needed to get to where they are today. Um, you know, that was, that was like crazy. Like, do you remember that one? Like that game launched and it was like an update every like few fucking days they were adding a new piece of content. It was crazy. Mm, it was pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to confirm, I did check. Yeah. 32 player, uh, 32 players is doable on steam via dedicated servers. Um, okay oh and that was the thing that i wanted to say as well nothing if you go to a different server so so say you know you've got some friends in one server and some friends in another if you go to a different server server you carry nothing across Mm. it's your character isn't account bound so you have to make a new character not even your stats carry over oh i Um, see let alone your team of, of pals uh which is just a real bummer you know like i wanted to play it yesterday but but you weren't on and we have a, a server and there's just no point me last like, I can't be, but I'm not going to start from scratch like in someone else's world. Mm-hmm. So 
and then because on Xbox it's only four, you know, up to four uh, players, mm-hmm. it's just like that is a bit of a bummer because we, we have a bigger friend group than that. So we're yeah. pretty popular, I suppose well, is what I'm saying. We're very popular, yeah. yeah. It's it's so crazy to see that number like on the Steam charts. So I'm like forty five thousand. Elden Ring <laughs> like seventy one thousand. Power World one point one million. <laughs> like what, what the fuck that? happened there? That's so crazy, dude. God. But yeah, so that's that's Power World. We're having a good time that's with Power it. World. Everyone else is having a good time with it. You're probably sick of it. It's, it's, yeah, it's decent. It's decent. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I do wonder how it's how it's faring on um on Xbox. Uh, the, the majority of the player count seems to be on PC. Uh, I haven't checked actually. I can I can have a look on Xbox most played. But I so there is something quite interesting here, I suppose, which is kind of Power World adjacent, but kind of related to like why do we think this game has had so much success? Because like for a while now it's become a bit of a, a punching bag of a joke that survival games are like the early access like the 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 genre that gets early access and then dies later you know yeah. with with a few exceptions like something like Subnautica which really had its own success and um maybe Ark as well as probably another example mm-hmm. uh but there's been there have been so many but this you know, another one comes out in 2024 and then everybody's like ready to dive back in. Like, what's what's going on here? Why, why do you think... Why has this reached a, a hundred... No, a million concurrent players? Why? Uh, yeah, I literally just think it's the accessibility of it. I, I just think Pokemon yeah, is right. just... I just think it's just that big, man. Like, anything Pokemon adjacent, people just eat up. People just fucking eat that shit. Like, even um that game you were talking about in our chat yesterday, Temtem... That was really yeah. popular at one point. That popped off when it first came out. Um, like legit, just just anything, anything that's remotely Pokemon related, people just gobble up because I think Pokemon is such a big IP and so many people love Pokemon. But there is so much that people wish Pokemon would do with their games that they hope other games will do. And then when something like this comes out, they're like. You know, this is going to scratch that itch, which I wish Pokemon would do. You know, I wish Pokemon would have like a, this online sort of feature to it and running around and capturing stuff, which they're starting to get on board with, you know. Um, and, you know, I wish Pokemon had like a hard mode. You know, I know that Temtem had like a hard mode to make the game like quite difficult and stuff like that. And then they eventually built in like a, a randomizer into the game as well, which is something oh, that people cool. obviously really like. Um, you know, all these things have people just coming back and just eating up to just feed off that the popularity of Pokemon and just doing what they do but slightly different. Um, yeah, mm. but it is it is crazy to me because like Temtem is a funny one because Temtem is definitely like you know more of a Pokemon like competitor. I mean, it's an MMO, uh, mm. but it's like. It's published by Humble Bundle, you know. It's it released in twenty twenty in Steam. Uh, oh no, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, twenty twenty um, in Steam and PlayStation, and then on Xbox, it came out in twenty twenty two. 
but I, I'm just reading on the Wikipedia page, Temtem sold over 500,000 units on Steam in its first month. Power World did 3 million sales in yeah. the first 48 hours. So like, what's mm. going on here? Like it just, I mean, maybe it's just the right place, right time thing. Maybe there's something new enough about Power World where it just doesn't, it doesn't just look like a Pokemon clone. It's like, there's guns. <laughs> yeah. And it's a survival game. And so maybe there's that element. Like I wonder, I, it just, I, it's just quite interesting. I do think that attracted a lot of people right through the door was the fact that it's just, it's just so fucking weird and people are just like yeah like people are literally like do you guys want to play power world and they're like yeah sure why not i saw in a trailer that that fucking monkey had an assault rifle and <laughs> like i genuinely think a lot of people would have downloaded it just That's because of that yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and it's it's it creates buzz and it's good content so for all these people that want to like stream it or do videos on it or anything like that it's so wacky that it's going to get attention um and it's just going to blow up from that point so crazy it do be crazy it really do be crazy and I, you know i think you're right i think there is something to be said about like the the creature collection genre not really like they it's the same as like platformers like generally nintendo has such a lock on platformers and creature collectathons that people just don't bother like devs mm. just don't bother for the most part because nintendo have such a lock on it but maybe yeah. there is also that you know it's it's good timing with the most recent pokemon's you know underperforming not sales wise but critically you know maybe it's left something to be desired kind of in that mm. there's kind of a hole there you know that the power world is now occupying um mm. so it, it does make me wonder like how that genre could open up like you know we, we heard that everwild was supposed to be a little bit pokemon-y a bit collect creature collector collectathony and i just wonder like they're probably too far into development now but i do wonder if the team of there are sitting back <laughs> and they're either they're thinking hmm, is there like a pivot we can do here or are they are they like you know <laughs> throwing their fists up into the sky like thank fucking god we moved into this so they're like we did something like this or are they leaning back in their chair going god damn it <laughs> god yeah. fucking damn it <laughs> yeah no that's, that's interesting actually i never i didn't know um uh that game had any sort of creature collection sort of theories behind it or it's obviously not confirmed yeah like, we don't but know like really any suspicions but that's kind of the idea i didn't yeah. realize that at all i know nothing about that game no none of us do so... it's called neverwild for a reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> such a good name neverwild i love that yeah but like and I, I think if you go back and like watch the original trailers for overwild like it it, it, can't, it like it has that kind of vibe to it doesn't it like these these kind of different creatures it's like gorgeous art style it like it really uh, and you're like shaman so i doubt it'll be kept, like unethically <laughs> squeezing the creatures into tiny little balls yeah but you like yeah. there's a taming element yeah you know so so i do wonder you know i do wonder if everwild could scratch that itch especially if power world has reignited it all of a sudden like oh hang on a minute like other people can make creature collect collection games and uh they can be interesting you know so yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see how that how that pans out yeah was there anything else that i wanted to say about power world was there anything else you wanted to say power world or are we done on this uh no i think we've covered it i mean like i said we we've only played like a handful of hours so we're just going off like the general hype of the community and the, the four hours that we've played um you know, we might yeah. jump in it again later, and I don't know. We might try like the raid boss that we wanted to try the other night, but we didn't get around to. So there's still a lot of the aspects of the game we need to experience. But um, 
yeah i mean for, for, for the most part i think i've said everything i, I, I want to say on it yeah so so i suppose this was the other th- the, the other and the final thing um that isn't necessarily about the game power world but it's like xbox securing power world as a exclusive you know mm. um we i think we have specifically criticized i mean i think a lot of the community has but we we have as well criticized xbox for like missing out on these like big hits with like these smaller teams um like and playstation will get to them first um and they tend to be either just a playstation release or a playstation and pc the last one i can think of was fall guys that xbox Mm. just didn't like it had its moment like it's you know it's it's obviously still not a big deal but it's not like it's tiny like it's still a lot of that permeated through to casuals like casuals know about full guys um mm. and xbox just didn't get that like there was no not really any hype when it launched on xbox because the moment had kind of gone you know it came like a, a year or 18 months or two years later i can't remember exactly mm. but recently xbox has jumped on things like vampire survivors i think that yeah. was just xbox and pc yeah, and now this right. and this is like the first one that I think they've gotten, which is like really blown up. Um, so so it's just like uh, you know, commendation to the team. Really, you know, you did it. You you read you read the room on that one. Um, yeah, you saw something that none of us did clearly because here we are a million players later. Oh, actually, that's that's a good one. Actually, um, um, uh, and Arctic in our chat literally just said that um. Uh, Genshin Impact, yeah, was yeah. was was another one that we missed out on as well. That obviously never came. Uh, I don't know if that was mainly because it was like JRPG, and JRPGs just don't go on Xbox. Maybe they were approached, but they were just like, "Nah, we're better off like putting all of our eggs in PlayStation." You know, maybe it was declined yeah. or something like that. We don't know, but yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I, I I definitely think they've got their ear to the ground a little bit more maybe based on past mistakes and they're actually definitely looking at things like this and like you said reading the room and thinking yeah there's something here you know even if it's going to be for a short period of time you know there is it's only beneficial what's happened with power world you know whatever xbox did to get it on games pass and to get it aligned with xbox has already paid off in its first 48 hours (laughs) so yeah that's right like you know it's it's worth it for sure yeah, it's really. I, I was just about to come around to get Genshin Impact as a as a nice um, parallel there. Um, yeah, now too that still hasn't come, and like I do wonder if that's like you say, just because it's a Japanese studio saying we can't be bothered, or if it's PlayStation approaching, you know, giving them some funding money, or a bit of both. Um, mm. And I've seen some conversation around people saying, right, Xbox, you know, lock it down, five year timed exclusive get this in <laughs> this is your new roblox <laughs> like lock you know, as you know like roblox was was like a, a big exclusive for the console for ages i don't really think it helped with any sales or anything but it but it was nonetheless you know I, these things are case by case i suppose and how they perform but um mm. yeah i think it's a really good um analogy here uh and, and I, it's quite funny tim because i'm looking at the um the studio is called pocket pair for, for power world okay um it's not their first game you may have heard of some of their other works such as craftopia craftopia have you heard of craftopia sounds like a minecraft ripoff this is a ripoff studio yes yes exactly it's it's literally minecraft in a breath of the wild a breath of the wild uh like vibe so that's the spaghetti that didn't stick um correct 
yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. And yeah, I'm kind of on board with the whole lock it down situation. Like, uh, like you said, you don't know if this thing's going to be a fad and it could be a long-term waste of money as players drop off or whatever. But I think if you're able to give these guys a bit of a helping hand, you know, like get some support over to the studio and be like, right, we need to, let's clean this bad boy up. You know, let's get it working well and um, on all platforms uh, will help you you know, you guys do the creative aspect, but we can help you like, you know, get get your updates in a faster cadence and um, mm-hmm. get more powers into the game, all that sort of stuff. You could keep this thing breathing and popular for quite a while, um, you know, but if you just leave the studio, they might be a little too small to maintain the hype for this thing. So, yeah. Mm. Exactly. So, you know, see how it goes. See how it goes. Um, I, I strongly suspect it's going to be just one of those games with a really big splash and then there's going to be a big drop-off. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it's more interesting of like market trends of like what players want and are still interested. Like I said, like the amount of early access survival games we've got, it's become a bit of a running joke. Nonetheless, here comes another one with just Pokemon and it's, you know, breaking records. So mm-hmm. it's. I think it's. I find it all quite interesting. Yeah. All right, that's Power World. What an interesting surprise for the beginning of 2024. Yeah. Um, so, worth mentioning, um, as we move into some of the honourable mentions of the show, uh, Tim, Stalker 2 got a release date last week. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Oh, nice. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they, they pushed it back a little bit. Um, I don't think they had a release date, but I think internally they were going for sooner, but they pushed it back. So wait, the fifth. So they got to the second half September. of the year. September. Okay, so it's still quite a while. God, this yeah, this game is. Quite a while, they have been struggling to get this bad boy out, haven't they? Of course, of course. Um, so that's there alongside the Xbox lineup for the year. Um, mm. Be interesting to see how it goes. I think we both mentioned our, our predictions at the beginning of the year. Like, I, I frankly, I'm expecting a low 70s game out of Stalker. Um, it's great that they've managed to put a sequel together for this, like, you know, successor of this older kind of cult classic. But um, obviously, development's been troubled, um, and the previews were not looking so hot before. You know, I really hope they pull it together because it's gorgeous and it's like it's got this really unique kind of tone. Obviously, being from um, the guys over in Eastern Europe, so it's got quite a diverse angle that i think western devs would maybe struggle to capture a little bit um mm-hmm. so i'm rooting for the team you know we'll see how it goes yeah yeah me too but yeah i'm kind of on the same bandwagon as you i'm probably expecting mid 70s um i mean when it's first announced i definitely didn't think that um from how it looked but yeah based on just how it's how it's developed you know and how long it's taken and uh, the troubles they've had and you know, so most of it not even their fault. So I do feel quite sorry for for them. But um, yeah, hopefully it still releases well. Um, you know, I might give it a go. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed for the team. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this is and it's exactly the sort of game that you would like love to play as a protest to not play the thing that I I want you to play. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. that. It's like my new. Like, Hellblade Two will come out. Yeah, and you'll be like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to wait for Stalker 2. I'm going to play that instead. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah. No, it's true. He's, yeah, he's right. He's he's called me pretty early. He's getting good at this. <laughs> had that written down in my notepad. I'm going to have to scratch that one off now. Think of something else. Um, awesome. Okay, what else have we got? Oh, I was going to quickly touch on it. Um, 
uh, should we do that now? There's that uh, fucking maybe not. I can't remember the exact date. I can find anywhere. The, the the season two of Halo's coming out soon. I don't know if you've seen any trailers or any of the marketing material for it. Uh, the mm. TV series that is, just to be clear. Oh no, I haven't. No, I haven't even watched first season. To be fair, February the eighth. You know, it was really weird actually because when I was before the show, I was googling just like uh, when season two launching, which is February the eighth, as I've just now found. And what popped up was Halo TV series IMBG seven point two out of ten and run to run tomato seventy percent. That's way higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, weird. I, I guess maybe the show resonated a bit more with like casual audiences. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I spoke about it way back in the when it came out. Like I did watch it through, and it was it was fine. It was fine. It's just that some of the writing is like so confoundingly bizarre for someone who's played the games, um, and some of some of it's just like weird self-referential. Like you know when they make movies out of games and then they write things in to let you know this was video game before it was tv series yeah 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 like it's one of the lines that chief says like cortana's giving him the battle plan as he's running in to like kill some of the copies and he's like it's okay cortana i know how the game is played and i'm like fucking kill me yeah that is not something chief would say (laughs) i hate that so much um just shit like that and it's like you know they had these first they kept putting in these first person shots like mid combat like these because some of the combat sequences are probably the best parts of the first season like they were really good like they were like this actually mm. feels like a halo combat um and then they would cut to like first person so you'd see the gun like it was in the games yeah. like, you don't need to do this man like don't trying to why yeah. imagine if they did that in last of us like imagine if they fucking like cut to the back of jo- like joel and he's like crouching around like like it's a third person game yeah it's yeah just like, why are we doing that um <laughs> so i suppose while we're here i just want to quickly touch on it and um, some of the marking they, they changed the writer and i think maybe the director as well for season two um and pablo shry who's playing chief has been like yeah um the, it's way better this season promise um okay which is quite funny because he's also been like, I don't know if you followed the drama around this, but like a lot of the Halo community is really pissed off that they keep taking his helmet off. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. right. Which is like, I think that's fair. Um, and and Pablo's been like quite defensive of that. He's like, oh no, because we need it because we want like Chief to establish a connection with the audience. With and everyone's like, you don't yeah. need to do that. Look at look at Mandalorian. Like look at the games. Like we have an established connection with Chief, and we've mm. never seen his face. What makes him iconic is the helmet, right? Yeah. So so a lot of the Halo community is like not getting on with him very well. But then like just the other day, he had an, in- an interview, and he was like, "I don't know why they wrote me into a sex scene in the first film. I didn't like that. I told them not to." Um, mm-hmm. and he's like, "But just to confirm, like." I think the season two writing is like way better. So, so anyway, we'll see. I'm not like turbo confident, but like the marketing, mm. if you actually go and watch the trailer, it's actually kind of good. Actually kind of good. But some of the marketing for the first was also also quite good as well. Um, and the show just ended up being like, okay. There was some like cool stuff, but like there was some like bad, like actively bad stuff that made you want to like vomit. Like, what am I watching? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, not yeah. only is this bad Halo, this is like bad sci-fi. And it's so, it's just, you know, it's just a bit of a mixed bag. So we'll see um, where it goes. You know, I'm not optimistic, but um, if we'll see how it, see how it gets received. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so sorry a bit of a tangent but i just i just thought i'd pop off no that's fair enough yeah and that's 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 february 8th maybe i'll try and um maybe i'll try and get season one in um before then do they do they tend to release this as a here's all the episodes or do they do it one episode a week uh how do they do the last one episode a week i think they did one episode a week yeah i like it when they do that but um maybe just wait yeah i could i could i i I might watch um season one though but yeah no cool i mean if it can bounce back and it can get if it can improve then great because as we all know that might help bump up the numbers in halo infinite as well because these things do have uh knock-on effect not that the halo infinite numbers need bumping up i'm not saying they're low they're actually you know they've been solid for a while but like it will just have that knock-on effect right so yeah so i suppose while we're here we might as well talk about yeah Um, yeah let's do it so um so what happened was there was a community stream um the other day and you know they were posting on their socials they're like come join us to see what's next for halo and hcs you know the, ha- the halo competitive scene i think that's the abbreviation might be wrong mm-hmm. um and everyone there was like a bit of concern because everyone was like that's weird why have they not just put like season six preview being that we're just in season five best season the game's had so far brought quite a lot of the pre- player base back you know it didn't get into the top echelon of the player counts across steam and xbox but it like it was healthy for sure and there was a lot of um good sentiment about the game mm-hmm. and then they, they're talking about it they're talking about the things that are coming up you know and then right like in the last 10 minutes they're like right we're not doing seasons anymore and infinite's not getting any more seasons we're just doing operations now we're doing like more frequent operations which you know the new thing they've already been doing the 20 tier battle pass um we'll be doing three of like we do one of them every four to six weeks but we're not doing seasons. So the next update is going to be content update 29 rather than season six. And then after that, content update 30, content update 31. Um, They didn't explicitly say anything, but because it was weird, because I was like, I'm so sure we're about to get like a new weapon or the Falcon or like a new vehicle or like a new sandbox edition, because Mm. this shit's been in the files for so long. It's been teased as like basically ready to go. Um, and we know that the team has picked up a lot of speed in terms of their like creation. Um, so it's like, I, there's got to be something ready. And they just didn't show that. They were like, here's one new arena map, which was kind of cool. Here's some new forge tools. Here's a new armor core, which was the Mark IV set. And that was it. And I was like, what's going on? And, they were, and then they said that they're not doing the seasons anymore. Uh, and then they said at the very end, yeah, we're just doing the operations uh, because the team is moving, is is moving into new projects, uh, plural new projects, and we, uh, we, we've uh, we're building up the team, and we've got more teams on board. So there's more, there's more projects going on. So they didn't explicitly say it to him, but this really feels like Halo Infinite is getting sunsetted. Yeah, it's mm. it's winding down now, um, and they're moving on to whatever's next. So I just kind of want to get your raw reactions to that. What what, what are kind of your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, not great from my perspective i know i i do understand that eventually you have to have these things you have to move on from these things and go on to new projects and stuff like that but i think realistically they probably foresee this being live service for a lot longer right like surely um they must it must have been quite a tough call to make but um and for for me especially if i've only started picking up the pace in halo infinite recently you know i basically did season one 
and played that a lot realized the game didn't really have anything in it and i've actually only come back in season five so i still have so many battle passes to complete uh you know i was just starting to get going on it uh and now i find out it's being sort of phased out or starting to you know get phased out a little bit and it kind of deters me on like a little bit of why should i why should i continue to play this and put a lot of time and effort in it when there's less and less effort going into it from the devs right there's definitely that sort of effect um yeah it doesn't sit immediately great with me um and does that just mean that all these 20 tier battle passes and operations because they had the whole thing where it's free if you do it within the time period so does that mean there's no paid battle passes anymore of any kind everything moving forward can be free if you do it within the time period it comes out in okay all right um yeah i don't know it's really hard to say it's quite a weird shift and i don't really know quite how that's gonna work but um i mean maybe it's a good idea because it definitely keeps people coming back right um especially in those time periods for people to whether or not they just consider it their value for money you know because they have to complete it within that point but it does i guess it does keep that user retention maybe a bit better than a battle pass does but yeah. i don't know yeah i mean this is the thing man like it, it's not like they weren't explicit about it obviously because they're not going to say out loud we're winding down development on halo infinite because that's going to stop people playing altogether um mm. And it really seems that they're like, because the Forge stuff they added is quite cool. They added like whole Covenant kits and Forge kit uh, flood like uh, assets, you know. So it, it seems like they're starting to be like, okay, you guys make the rest of the content sort of thing. And mm. um, we're moving into other things. Um, that's what it feels like. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I would have, if I'm just so surprised there were no like bigger editions here, like big marketable editions, like, and like how are you meant to market content update 29 content update 30 you know i i guess the counter argument is that mc you know master chief collection did the same thing um and that kept going for a while but again like a lot of the additions were like cosmetic stuff um mm. and overhaul and like uh like system overhauls like uh how infinite's still doing its um, networking you know and, and that's like why give up on it now like you're right, I feel like I feel like you're right on the cusp of like one more year, and I think you know you're right on the cusp of, of something really good here. Um, you know that they're, they're they they're confirming that they're doing a match composer, you know, so you can search for exactly what you want in mm. the thing. But again, like, what's the point in that if the player population is about to become nothing? It's so I you know I, I don't know, man. Like I've got mixed feelings. Like I kind of hope I'm reading this wrong, um, but that seems to be some of the speculation. Um, because as you know, you know, if you followed the show, um you know like i I really love infinite like as as a game you know i i warts and all you know it obviously it needed to be better when it came out day one with the amount of content but i the actual like game was real good like mm. I, I wanted more of it like that was the problem like i wanted more of it and i like i again i thought the campaign was was really good it was my favorite halo campaign today um i just i just really clicked with me so it just kind of um it does kind of bum me out because I, I genuinely had it on my calendar. Like I was like, six season six is going to come out at the end of the month. Like me and Tim are probably going to play that. There's probably going to be like a new weapon, maybe like a fat, like a new vehicle. You know, that that would be really fun, and I bet that would get us like going again for a few more weeks. And but and yeah. so now to hear this, it's like I'm not going to go back and play it for twenty levels of cosmetics. Yeah, and one new map. Like that's not. I'm not doing that. So. Mm. 
it's a real bummer for me and especially because season two is right on the horizon like it really feels like if they wanted to kick it into overdrive they could have and they're choosing not to yeah like they could have launched bang season six on february the 18th with season two here's some crossover stuff which they are doing some crossover stuff but it's like not really really it's just free like it's not related to anything like they could have had a big marketing push here yeah. like here's a weapon that's in the show like new to the series and it's also in the game or you know just really anything you know and mm. and it's just not and it feels like a conscious decision rather than oh we're pushing back some of the content if you see what i'm saying yeah it definitely it definitely feels like that they could have capitalized a little bit more off the hype mm. of season five and just be like, let's drag this out. E- e- even if they were just like, they still wanted to do this content drops and 20 tier battle passes, whatever, great. But I feel like it, like you said, if they wanted to, they really could have capitalized a little bit more and just be like, okay, we will do that. But with how the game's performing and season two, let's do, let's just do season six and really see if we can get the momentum even higher and then we'll go into the content drops content drop 30 31 32 even if they just delayed it another season um you know you feel like but yeah like you said they kind of just chose not to which really gives the impression that they are ready to focus and prioritize other projects it definitely gives that vibe without them saying it which in itself is exciting, right? Because new projects from 343 is going to be more Halo, whether or not it's it's weaving in. I don't know what's happening with the Tatanka stuff. I, I don't know what's happening with that, especially if Infinite's not really, it, it might not be a thing anymore. So is that going to, as suspected, be its own uh, like launcher, its own thing, you know, not built into Halo Infinite? I don't know. You know, is that one of the other projects? I don't know. I thought that was being outsourced, so it wouldn't really have input from 343 that much. Um, mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's a little bit weird. It's just kind of muddied the waters to what was starting to look at, like very clear water. And now it's just, they've just dumped mm. a whole fucking bucket of mud back in there. Um, yeah, that's right. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just don't know where it, where I sit with it now. A bit confusing. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's a really good point. Um, about the other stuff because in in my mind what was going to happen was 343 were going to keep working on this multiplayer this was going to be the halo multiplayer and they were just going to keep going and keep going because every update that came out you know the player counts got like they climbed higher and they still obviously they dropped down but mm-hmm. they climbed higher and stayed higher like each time which was an indication to me it was going in the right direction um and that was both on xbox and, and pc obviously pc being weaker because PC, halo isn't <laughs> the pc isn't the home of halo mm-hmm. um yeah but you know recently there were like rumors um a couple of uh insiders and podcasters have been speculating that they've heard that um to whatever tanker was has been cancelled um it's been obviously that project never got announced so to say it's Mm. can you know internally the team is not working on that anymore um we know we don't know if any of it's true it hasn't come from like no nobody's uh been willing to put their reputation on it it's just been kind of loosely talked about um in which case it would make sense to me that infinite was supported for a long time and other teams were working on maybe like single player single player projects or other halo projects you know maybe halo wars 3 or whatever um 
but that doesn't seem that that's going to be happening here. And that just leaves me really confused. It's like, okay, are they just moving on to a new mainline Halo now then? Mm. Um, in which case, like, because then that's like, that's a while, that's like six years away. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like 35. We're going to be like 35. And, and that's, are you not going to have a Halo service running that entire time? Yeah. It's, it's a bit, I mean, yeah or 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 maybe they have other other things in the works for longer than you think maybe in the meantime maybe. we might have a halo wars 3 or we might have a um maybe yeah just something i don't really know but yeah you are right that's going to be a big time gap and you would have thought the perfect way to fill that time gap is to have a live service game with still a pretty decent amount of a team working on it and keeping it live right that's just passive income while you're making your next project if you if you plan it well um yeah it's 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 a little bit odd um and it also makes you think uh, are they just gonna for the next halo game are they just gonna completely pivot away from how they did halo infinite as well because they didn't really have they considered this a success i maybe not i doubt in in their books Yeah. yeah so like are we we might not have another open world-esque campaign uh it might be a bit more linear we might not have live service baked into the halo which a lot of people will be fans of and it'll be interesting to see if they are fed that spoon if they're actually going to enjoy it because those games were pretty quite a long time ago now and if you're now given that that same halo back in 2027 um that people wanted that's similar to Halo Infinite or Halo 3, are people really actually going to want it or was it just nostalgia mm. talking the whole time? So yeah, maybe yeah. you shot yourselves in the foot as well as fans. But yeah, we'll have to see what direction it goes in. But yeah. But which, which, by the way, you know, that is what the Halo community does. You know, they cannot decide what they want um, mm-hmm. and are living in like perpetually in 2006. It was like mm. the, the Halo Master Chief Collection team, you know, they put an official... I think a poll up maybe on or or they asked for feedback on the idea of introducing monetization to Master Chief Collection. Um, I, I don't really spoke about this. It was like, you know, maybe six months ago, maybe mm. a year ago, actually, like on their forums, on Twitter and everybody fr- and they're like, you know, the purists freak the fuck out. You know, this is classic Halo. How dare you even think about that? How dare you have those putrid thoughts? Like, <laughs> you know, purge those thoughts from your brain unbelievable and then like six months later like right guys uh, we don't have the funding to continue the game anymore so um we're going to stop developing uh content for mcc and then everyone and then they're all like unfucking believable how could you abandon my halo and it's like <laughs> they can't just can print you, can money move into the real world for <laughs> the moment can we move into the real world guys you decided no monetization like you can't just have it fucking free all the fucking time that's not how it works really Mm. frustrates me and then like you get into people just say well well, it's microsoft so they should just fund it indefinitely it's like guys it's not how it works i get it capitalism sucks but it's just not the real people got to be paid yeah so you got to make your mind up here you got to so like and this this is exactly what the the halo community would do yeah (laughs) they would vote against their own best (laughs) interests yeah exactly yeah i guarantee you in like six months time they'll just be like 
uh, we actually cut not six months, sorry, six years time when the next Halo comes out, they're actually like, we can't actually like the way the Infinite did it with this. You know, <laughs> I want things to chase. I want a battle pass again. Yeah, it's that's like, right. What yeah. the fuck? Three four three literally just gonna throw their fucking <laughs> smash their monitors. Like, what do you want yeah. from us? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit yeah. like Overwatch, wasn't it? Overwatch kind of had that little bit where, like, everybody, like, loot boxes used to be the scourge of the earth back in the day. Like, it was really, you know, the devil's, the mm. devil's uh, instrument, and and then they got rid of that and introduced battle passes, and everyone was like, oh, "I prefer loot boxes." Yeah, and, but it's like, guys, you spent six years complaining about loot boxes, guys. Like, you gotta, we gotta, we gotta land here. We gotta, we can't complain about everything all the time. Yeah. There's gotta be compromise. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just how it works. I, 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 I do think gamers, uh, they, they gotta be one of like the whiniest fucking consumer base out there. Like, yeah. just just out of it like everything they're yeah. so they must be so annoying to deal with definitely i like i have so much respect for community managers in uh, uh for dev teams like they the amount of shit they have to deal with like and i always find it really funny when they put out tweets like it's you the players who really deserves all the credit for our hard work and it's like they must be typing that through like you know clenched <laughs> yeah. jaws yeah. <laughs> like, like, like squeezing like, a stress ball smashing <laughs> yeah. it in yeah yeah exactly yeah it must be so painful the st- yeah the cigarette in one hand the stress ball in the other yeah. like oh. just can't click send he's got like five people yeah. on the mouse like forcing him smashes in his face yeah <laughs> oh, <man>. god <laughs> so yeah i mean I- if it is, then it is, and that's just how it's got to be. And I'm like, to a degree, like, because you know, if you go back and watch our episodes when we spoke about Halo Infinite launching, there was a big debate at the time, wasn't there, about like, should it have been delayed? Should we delay it another year to make sure that there's like the, the content roadmap is is ready to go? Bear in mind that would have launched in late 22, then, so that would have been two years after the launch of the console. Um, and we, I think both of us were kind of on the same, both of us at the time said, look, I mean, live services do this all the time. They launch and it was really solid. Like the gameplay was solid. Like there was a good amount in the game. They just, the problem was it just, they, the, the updates were so slow, like horrendously slow, like historically bad. That was the real problem. And like, yeah. we had that. And so like on reflection, maybe it was wrong. Maybe they should have pushed it back, especially because 2021 actually ended up being a pretty good year for Xbox anyway. Psychonauts 2 was multi-plan, but it was an Xbox-aligned game. Scored very, very well. Game of the year. Forza Horizon came out, smashed it. You know, very, Mm. very, did very, very well. Something else I'm forgetting happened in 2021 as well. Um, Aside from like the uh, Bethesda games launching on PlayStation that were owned by Bethesda, but um, maybe they just didn't need it then. Like, I think maybe they could have just spent another year... um, so, you know, uh, I think it's a real fucking shame because I, I really like Infinite and I don't know if they're going to be able to or have any desire to duplicate. Like, I think whatever Halo does next, it's going to try and be its own thing. And that's great. But I, for what it was worth, I really liked this revisiting the classic. And, and like, I found myself connecting with that, uh, that classic Halo in a way that I never did with one, two and three. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, I yeah, I I think the vibes uh, of, of of Infinite were actually captured pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I I just think the 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 issue was the the cadence of updates is they kind of just dug their own grave a little bit, and then as soon as they start making momentum, they 
look too slow down on it. So yeah, some some pretty weird choices coming out of them, but I think only time will tell. But um, yeah, just just judging it from the vibe of how they've announced this and what they've announced, it definitely it kind of gives off that impression, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. And I can see NRX in the chat. Uh, if they can really truly push user generated content from Forge with playlists to show off the cool modes and maps people made, I think that's a good pivot. Husky Raid is so good. Yeah, I mean Husky Raid is really popular, and and that's a point a point as well. Custom games never really took off. Like we we had we played some custom games that were really cool once they introduced AI, but they never popped because it just wasn't really ready. Like Forge mm. wasn't ready on day one um and i initially didn't think that would be a problem but because they bungled the multiplayer in so many other ways it kind of had this cascading effect onto mm. the other game modes you know so again like I, I think i really i was wrong about that um so i mean maybe anorexic you know maybe um and you know we're speaking about it like it's about to be you know they're about to shut the service down which clearly isn't going to happen so maybe there is you know ample opportunities maybe they are going to just maybe they're actually just pivoting their focus into delivering more content than necessarily cosmetics but it wasn't the impression i got um from the stream and that's the that's the problem that they haven't solidly committed to anything and that like tim said it's kind of muddies the waters and doesn't fill me with hope but you know we'll see and and maybe it's for the best you know the team seems to have finally hit their stride they had a complete management rework um and i think that leads me onto the second part of, of the topic with with halo for like future halo projects is what they said in the plural mm. and i'm just curious like tim is tim is there you've been given you know you've been brought in as the make-a-wish kid and philly spencer sat you down and he's patting you on the head and he's put a little hot chocolate in your hand and he said, look, buddy. And he's crouched down to your level and he's like, look, buddy, the floor is yours. What would you like us to make with Halo? What do you say? I want a strategy card game. A strategy card game. You like play chief down like a legendary chief. Yeah. Legendary. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, so. <laughs> yeah. so he plays the sound bite. He's like, I need a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and then like exactly. plasma pistols flow into his hands. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, obviously, I would like that, but no. Uh, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, I, I would just, I would literally just be like, I just want Halo Six. Like, just, just, yeah, just, you just go for another yeah. main line. Yeah, yeah, just, just another main line. But like, obviously, I, I would quite like some. Uh, I, I didn't mind the way they did it, where they had the, uh, the multiplayer and the campaign separate. Um, and then had the mo yeah, and then the campaign was paid for, and then the the multiplayer was mm. like live service, whatever, or chase it, how, however you want to do it. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I'd probably just say something like that to be honest. Um, because yeah, I mean, I would say something like Halo Wars Three is probably there uh, that that might be worked on, or you know, start production on it now. But I'm I was never big on Halo Wars. Um and I in all fairness I never gave it a, a proper go, but I, I yeah, never really played it. So I mean what would you what would you say if you were the make a wish kid? If I was a make a wish kid, Phil I've got a little hot chocky in my hand and Phil Spencer's stroking my head and he's like, what yeah. do you want, kiddo? I mean at that point you don't want anything else, but yeah. You yeah, I'm sorry, I just want this. I just want to stay here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Is it okay if I just hang out for a bit? <laughs> Can we just great. talk about something like Vampire Survivors or something? I know you like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would I would take a sip of my hot jockey and then I would lick the cream out of my mustache and I would say... It's tough, isn't it? 
It's tough. <laughs> That's why you put the me on the spot. Is, I, 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 was like, I don't know. RPG. I want a Halo RPG. That's what really? I want. The thing I was thinking of, like, do I want it in first person or third person? Like, that was really what I was thinking. Um, like, I just think there's so much they can do with this fucking universe, man. Uh... Like, there are... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That many like military sci-fi shooters that have this like really well-established world. Um, like, give me a fucking coalition cover shooter where I'm playing as like a new type of Spartan. Yeah, and I'm doing shit. Cool. You know, I'm this hyper mobile like. Um, give me, oh, give me like Dynasty Warriors vibe game. But he's got fucking what, like a, he just, a hyper. He just takes out yeah, like no, fucking gonna... hordes. And hordes of covenant and shit. Well, That'd be yeah. so cool. Yeah, That'd be so cool. And you third yeah, person. You're playing you're as a doing... brute. Yeah, or, or you're just playing as chief, man. Yeah, that'd Did also be kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, like a wave based. Yeah, yeah like Left for Dead esque, maybe. Co-op survival for an ODST, like Left for Dead style. Drop in yeah. four player co op, complete the level, covenant everywhere, flood everywhere. Oh, flood yeah. left for dead style Halo. Yo, yeah, there's a lot that can be done here. Give me that hot chocky walkie. Refill me, Phil. We got work <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just like there's so much, and I suppose the easiest, like Halo Wars 3, whatever, do it if you want to do it. Like, nobody's going to care that much. Sorry they won't like i mean unless you unless you make it x commie then people might care mm, yeah that'd be cool we'll yeah. or um, marble midnight sunny with like cards that, that'd be cool right i think that has like a bit more of a mainstream appeal there you know we'll see but like it's i think so the well, easiest though. answer would be like a first person like story driven halo universe game you know mm. um i think that would that'd be these like in, in the vein of an odst or something a bit bigger maybe just just focused on an entirely new spawn like i think that would be great uh but yeah but likewise i would love like an rpg but i think that's probably a bit far-fetched um but i just yeah I, like i've always said like i think what they showed off more in the season two of halo infinite the uh headhunters uh like these kind of uh oh yeah that could be cool 
like the CQCS Spartans who are like kind of scrappy and they're a bit stalky and they they take down um like high-ranking elites like a bit in a bit of a stealthy way and they like mm. you know brand their armor with the skulls and they, they go in like small squads and they're like highly military and tactical like i think that could be like super cool idea as well make it a bit imsimmy give it to fucking arcane mm. arcane yeah. still aren't doing anything else give it to her. you're fucking creeping mm. around with a combat knife stabbing an elite in the back of the neck, you can have like you know? a you can make like a fucking roguelite kind of game as well where every time you have your spartan and you know you you go like really far with him you level up you upgrade and everything like that and then when you die he's dead the attachment to that really cool spartan you built dead but here's one fresh fresh out the barracks you start another start another run that could be kind of cool that could be kind of cool see look we're coming up with plenty of ideas phil hit me up yeah so this is and this is like, I guess that's the positive here. That's the silver line. The fact that they're saying projects plural is quite nice because that makes me think there is some more experimental stuff going on here in addition to obviously another main line. Um, who knows what certain affinity are working on nowadays if Tatanka has been, has been cancelled. And maybe that's, we're only just hearing about that now. You know, um, some people have said that this was, some people have been reporting this from like 2022. So, you know, maybe they've just been using those assets to create, you know, for the last two years. Mm. or more even maybe something more like story driven and i just think uh halo is ripe for that sort of story driven content whether it's co-op or not i don't think they need to but so that's the silver lining here you know if there is the sun setting you know it's like it's, it's a bit of heavy heart but at the very least i hope they can really do more with that franchise that doesn't rely so heavily on these these mainline you know these mainline releases which have so much expectation like it's like you got to launch single player full co-op forge theater custom games multiplayer suite mm. yeah it's a lot firefight like the list goes on and on and on about like the expectations for a mainline title um but you just can't expect that those are going to be done quickly um so yeah there needs to be something to fill the gap so yeah that's um that's my take on that mm. yeah agreed Okay, right. So that's that's Halo for today. Um, where are we moving on to next? So we sort of the last topic. I think it was the last topic. Uh, the other one was 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 um, higher sales. If we've got time, we'll come around to some of those high sales in um, in December. Yeah. Um, but developer direct. So um, we're living in a post developer direct world. You know, there's been a lot of anticipation about this. Um, we did the live stream um jeff Keeley did his um his twitter poll you know how would you rate to today's direct a b c d uh last year uh b was the dominant rating with 30 percent a at 24 c at 21 and d or below at 25 which is a bit of a troll mm-hmm. um this year a was the um prom- predominant um rating at 36%, B at 33%, C at 17% or 14 and D at 14%. Mm-hmm. So generally the sentiment feels pretty good. Tim, I just wondering you like if you've got a sense for um impressions here, um like you know community sentiment, gamer sentiment, like what how's it been on your end? Uh yeah, I mean from what I can tell, obviously I haven't made it to the ground too much with it. But yeah, from what I can tell, uh, it seems to be received pretty positively. Um I think 
there wasn't really anything bad to say about this developer direct from what i could tell um from a social media and community perspective um i think generally everyone was pretty happy with everything showed here you know some people were more happy than i was in certain aspects uh so yeah i think overall a very positive show and uh looking to be a pretty solid year for xbox i think that's definitely what it feels like um i mean in the show like as we said it was it was a good show like i think we all came out of it giving it kind of eights um yeah clearly a lot of people thought it was even like better than that yeah you yeah, probably yeah, put an yeah, a yeah, out of yeah, 10 I, to add an a yeah I, i'd give it kind of an a minus if i was going to put it yeah. on, a, on a lettering scale yeah. yeah um so i suppose i, I suppose I, I don't know where i want to start with this um did I put the link here? I did. Okay, that's fine. So just just on a game by game basis, um, there was a bit of information that came out after all of it. You know, just to like um, scrub through the details, maybe of what we missed while we were watching the show, but then also extra stuff that comes out after the after these sorts of events. Uh, Hellblade Two was the first thing, um, and we found out that Hellblade Two is going to be priced at fifty dollars. And they've said it's going to be the similar Whoa. length to the first game. And actually watching it back, they did, obviously we were just talking over it, but the guy said, um, we've crafted a, a highly high quality, shorter experience. You know, and they're making it clear that this is not a bloated, big, long 30 hour. It's a tight experience. You know, it's a tight, high quality experience. Um, on howlongtobeat.com, Hellblade is at eight hours. Um, I think it took me a bit longer. I think it took me somewhere between 10, 11, maybe 12. Um, so we don't really know, but they said it's similar. So I would expect it's going to be around 10 hours. Um, I expect it's probably a little bit longer, um, but mm. that's kind of like what it's coming in at. So I kind of wanted to, you know, it's kind of going for an Alan Wake 2 sort of thing here. Alan Wake 2 is quite similar to that, isn't it? Um, and I'm just curious, like, how how are you feeling about that news? Because some people have kind of trolled on that a little bit and for like, you know, Oh, what big Xbox game? Only ten hours long. You've been working for six years. You know what's this? Like one hour per year of development. Like what are you up to over there? <laughs> um, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I think I've always said that. Uh, you know, a carefully crafted game. You know, without the bloat. Uh, in it is is preferable. Like just just trim the fat and just make the experience. You know exactly as you want it. You know, don't have any bits dragging on. Don't have you know any stagnant parts of the game just a to b just get there finish the game uh i don't have an issue with that at all uh sometimes short games can actually be great you know like i mean people love the first hellblade it's had a real impact on people you know like from from a, uh, a storytelling perspective and in character development and all that and that game was only eight to ten hours long as well so mm -hmm. Uh, and it could be quite nice just to play a game like that and not know that you need to commit such a large amount of your time to it. You just know that, you know, this is it. You know, I'm going to, hey, I'm starting Hellblade 2 this weekend. I'm probably going to be done with it this weekend and it's going to be great. You know, I can move on to something else afterwards. Um, and I like that they're not charging 70 dollars for it 70 pounds for it i Hell, like yeah i like that they're they're being like okay this is a shorter experience and you know we're gonna charge you 50 quid for it 
you know, because there are plenty of games out there that are 10, 11 hours long or something around that region. They still charge $70. $70. So uh, I like it. I genuinely have no issues with this. Um, you know, a lot. This game has obviously taken a long time to make, a lot of budget to make. Uh, and I think that's going to show in its in its tight storytelling and graphic and graphic for uh, fidelity. So I have no issues with it. Yeah, yeah, no, nice. I I, I agree. Um, I, I think it's really um quite emblematic of Xbox's efforts here. Like this is one of those things where Xbox has been like, just go and make some fucking good games, mm. you know. Um, and I hope, you know, we, we've seen this kind of waning and waxing of like, are they giving not enough support to the studios? Are they not hands-on enough? Are they? And it seems like after Redfall, this is kind of, you know, recalibrated a bit now where they are taking a bit more of an active role, but still they're not asking for for particular, particular experiences. Mm. Um, and like, man, I, I fucking... There's no way I can say this without sounding console worry. It, it's really irritating. But like, if if this was made by Ubisoft, if this was made by playstation this would be a 30 hour long game yeah it would be a wide wide linear or open world game with skill points and side quests pois uh, and all sorts yeah pois you know uh, uh and i just think um, and there's a reason for that it's because you know they are good for really good for repeated engagement they're good for getting people in the door like i don't know necessarily and i don't know if xbox does either if a, if a game this length is going to get people to buy a console i don't know i mean maybe you know maybe people would think that would be enough for me to like purchase a series s or a series x mm. and to get my foot in the door because um, it is that sort of game where the, the the presentation is so good that it's like it really justifies the purchase of a console on, on an exclusive front but you know so in, in, in a sense this is a risk you know for uh damaging console sales i mean from from my perspective um at bex but nonetheless they're supporting that they're like yep price it lower um because it's it's going to be fairly short which i've been which i've yapped on about for months of like we need to be the industry needs to get better at like pricing things appropriately for for Mm -hmm. the size of the game you know Um, yeah of course that kicks open the whole debate about like is value equivalent to size and whatever but yeah I i think yes to a degree i think the two are loosely correlated um so great you know i I'm, i think it's i think it's good that it, it's really the tip of the spear in terms of xbox's diversity um even though it's an action adventure game it's like yeah it's a short game it's high quality and we're happy with that mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a it's a bold statement it's a ballsy move like you said and i think they're confident in the products and they're confident in the, the story that they're telling and how they're going to tell it and they're back in it so yeah no i agree and i mean even if it doesn't bolster console sales it's still a hell of an exclusive that's going to be coming into games pass for the existing xbox owners that are currently out there and you're going to probably find a lot of people will go on and play it so um definitely yeah no yeah there's no issues my end with that me neither yeah, I remain very excited for Hellblade um, 2. I'm really hoping it's going to be sort of the, the well, <laughs> I was going to say the crowning jewel of the year, but now with the reception to, to Indie, which is what we'll go on to next, I mean, who knows? Maybe that'll enter the Game of the Year conversation as well, considering this is a much more tame year so far until, of course, the Switch 2 is announced and Nintendo go, here's fucking Mario. And everyone goes, well, hey, 99 Metacritic. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so, you know, until that happens, you know, I think Xbox have a couple, maybe a couple of front runners, you know, for, for Game of the Year candidates. Um, so we'll move into Indiana Jones. Um, this is really funny because you can go back and watch our, our reactions to this because we kind of, uh, we're watching it live and we're like, yeah, okay, okay. Mm. We were a bit reluctant, weren't we? I mean, like, what, how would you describe it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's the perfect word for it is, yeah, a little bit reluctant uh, to get excited about it. Um, I've since watched the trailer back again in 4K. Um, I've actually watched it uh, today. I showed my brother it while I was over uh, on the big TV. And yeah, I still think it looks good. I, I, I think it looks like a good game. I'm still not 100% sold on it. Um, but one thing I can take away from it is they definitely have captured the whole indie thing. The whole, you're an explorer, you're a fucking, you know, you're a cave diver, you go into your ruins, you know, um, bit of puzzles here and there, you know, fun combat, makes you feel like you're, you're indie, uh, and just good adventure vibes. Like, yeah, and like, even when I showed my brother that, he was literally just like, I was like, so what do you think? He was just like, yeah looks like it looks like it'll be fun you know he just used the word fun like and i think that's it does capture that spirit of indie quite well um it just Mm. didn't it didn't wow me from a uh technical standpoint that well either like i thought some of the combat looked a bit janky um a little bit not i don't know if dated's the right word but um stuff we've seen before but a little bit worse yeah a little bit jank um i thought the faces didn't look fantastic i thought indy's face in particular actually looked the worst out of all of them um voice acting was good though but uh yeah i think overall i'm I'm pretty lukewarm on it like i'd give it like a b you know like if i were to rate the game you know i'm not crazy hyped about it i'm not it's not in my pre-order car i'm not ready to go i'm not giving it an a or anything like that but mm-hmm. yeah decent and I, I like that it's going in its own direction away from Uncharted as well. I, I, I will say mm. that. And I commented on that as well a couple of weeks ago on the podcast where um, I was just like, it could bring in a lot of Uncharted fans, but I did say, I hope it's just not a straight up clone. But you just, it's just Uncharted, but you have a cowboy hat and, and, and a whip. So it's nice that they're doing that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Hat buff when? hopefully so <laughs> buzzing for that uh, pre-order yeah I'm with you man yeah like I- I've watched it back a few times and I'm like like I think that was good I'm, I-, I am excited for that like I'm happy I am excited for that Um, it hasn't blown me away in the same way like Hellblade did mm. Um, you're right like it's not from like a presentation standpoint Um, it looks like quite a safe single player action game um, and there, there were some tweets about the game i think uh, machine games published some more details themselves and they said that there are some more open areas um so you know it remain, there are more details here remains to be seen um but the more i watched it the more i did sort of think oh actually you know i think and i, I think i said this during the reaction as well that like oh it looks like there's actually quite a lot of flexibility in this uh in the combat as well you know, it's uh, it looks quite fun. You know, that's kind of whip and this kind of uh, immersive simmy in some ways. You know, uh, you crack the whip to get someone to turn around, like silly stuff like that. They're having fun with it, and and I think that's great. Uh, and like you said, like I, they they absolutely did nail the the tone, and like I felt like I was watching like an official Disney Indiana Jones 
production there um, and that's mm-hmm. that's really important to capture um and yeah troy troy baker was doing a, a great job with the impersonation of yeah very Harrison good job Ford. yeah um so they definitely capture the spirit so that's quite funny because then i come away and i'm like the internet's going to react weird to this like uh, this and it's first person so like, people are going to like react really strangely to this we mm-hmm. close down the director have a quick look on twitter and everyone's like wow holy shit indiana jones stunning incredible like amazing like a real xbox has a hit on their hands um and there's like all of this stuff like all of this like uh it like goes viral you know uh like it's reaching to people who don't usually game like in a similar way that hogwarts legacy did like it, it really did like okay. it started reaching that barrier a little bit uh, and then Jez Corden uh, reported, he, he tweeted about this, that uh, Microsoft internally or Xbox internally were tracking like like really high, I can't remember his exact words, I don't want to misquote him. I don't think he said record high, I think he just said really high um, positive sentiment. Mm. Um, you know, like on, on their data and everything, like the sentiment's really high um, after the direct. Um, and it seems to be quite highly, you know, quite closely related to to, to this. So it's, you know, as much as we came away from it like yeah okay cool everyone else came away from that like buzzing everybody was like really excited for that and i think really interesting. you know it is interesting isn't it like what is it like what is it about that what did we not see there that maybe a lot of other people did see um because it, it does make you realize like we're in a bubble here you know when we're talking on this podcast like we're uh, we're in the qrp bubble you know what's everyone else mm. thinking you know that really i mean what do you think is there do you have any thoughts on that at all uh, no, I mean, it, quite surprising that it, it, it got the reception that it did because, I, I mean, I don't think it, it's a bad looking game. I think we could both agree. It looks it looks good. It looks yeah. fun. And I, yeah, like you said, I think it looks like a great indie experience. But like, yeah, I, I think there was enough uh, like jank there and enough stuff that we've seen before that I wouldn't have expected the internet to kind of explode over something like that Same. and actually really Same. be quite positive about it. So I don't know, maybe... Maybe there's more weight to just the IP and the character than we think. Maybe we just didn't resonate with it in in growing up as much as other people did. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just indie's just not it for us in 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 particular, but it is for a lot of other people. But um, yeah, I don't know. I can't quite explain it. But um, yeah, great. You know, I'm not I'm I'm not going to complain. You know, it's it sounds like it's a great grab. Um, sounds like it's a great idea that has has come to fruition and is being made now so great a great new little ip to add to the catalog yeah absolutely um and i think you know more importantly here like i we we saw on that roadmap a while back that you know xbox were were starting to invest a bit more in licensed um licensed uh products you know with the blade reveal like similarly went viral you know, yeah. mostly for the wrong reasons of like, is it exclusive or not? You know, whereas with this, they plastered at the end of it, Xbox, Game Pass, and, you know, PC. Um, and although that doesn't completely rule out the possibility of a of another launch, they didn't use the word exclusive. It seems safe to say that that's, that's um, going to be the case. Mm. Um, so, and obviously we saw in the documents from, from the AVK course that, uh, court stuff that uh they they made it exclusive so i hope that they're tracking like the significance of things like this like even indiana jones which like until the beginning of this week everybody was saying that's a dead ip the movie's flopped nobody cares and mm. then this happens like clearly 
people's connections to these ips gets retained and even maybe in some ways it gets boosted if properties are bad in the other area like you see what i'm saying like because the move recent movies have disappointed maybe people are like craving like yeah this is hitting the spot like this is really mm. you know it's like younger indiana it's between the original trilogy it's canon you know it's like it's really hitting the the spot that the recent films didn't and so in, in a way it kind of creates more hunger for it you know it's this this transmedia thing that a lot of ga- games companies are shifting into and I, I hope they're taking note i really do because like this is the shit that gets people in the door for not just your console which i know they care less and less about but for Game Pass, people are going to subscribe to play Indiana Jones. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, I, I, I do think there is that, um, that whole yeah. Maybe it's just hit hitting the nostalgia a little bit and going back to basics of when when indie was good and when indie was its most popular and giving off those similar vibes that is obviously resonating a lot with people. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I mean that must be it, right? Because not I. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at it through through my Tim tinted lens, but it didn't seem groundbreaking in in its gameplay and its graphics or anything like that to the point where it's like, oh my god, wow, incredible, uh, an absolute smash hit. So there must be some weight to it through the IP and just the way it's being presented. Um, I think so. But either way, I'm very happy for it. You know, I'm. I'm I'm excited for this game and I'm excited to see how it turns out with more polish. You know, I, I'm sure they're going to polish up all these little things like the little bits of combat jank I noticed and the, the face, the faces as well and stuff like that. And yeah, it turned out to be a pretty cool game that I end up loving, you know, when I play it in yeah. 2028, because I don't play first party games until they're dead. And <laughs> he doesn't gone. play them until, yeah, until, yeah, until <laughs> I pass away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great. Um, so, and I think so. This is a really nice segue um, because we we what Tim said there, you know, I think reflects all of our views. Um, Caden as well, even though he's not here, um, coming going into the like watching the the presentation. Then, to my fucking surprise, you know, all those things you mentioned, Tim. Nobody, I, I'm not seeing anywhere. There's no mention of the fact that the combat looks like it looks varied. But like it's a little bit. There's some stuff that looks like a little bit off. Some of the faces look a little bit off. Um, they look mostly good, but like a little bit off. You know, it needs a bit more mm. work. And it's at the end of the year probably because they just said coming in 2024. Um, to my surprise, I log off, check online, and everyone's like, "What the fuck's avowed? It looks like shit. Looks like complete wank. Combat so looks weird. awful. Combat looks dreadful. I actually don't think I can play this. It looks like a VR game. You know, and I'm like, huh? Like, like I get there was some like like double a animation vibes there you know like for like you would get from like a double a game um but it's it's very strange to me that avowed got really targeted for that uh whereas it, it wasn't picked up at all for indie uh and like just in the way it's working in in the discourse online um you know and i know how these things go it's just it's, it's either you love it or you hate it and there's nothing in the middle that's how that's what the algorithm demands um but like if you watch the reaction man like like for the all three of us we went in a bit nervous about avowed and we were all really happy with what we saw we all commented like oh they could do with this could do with a bit of, of tuning there's a bit you know needed a bit more weight there maybe a bit of timing on the animation there but we were like yes like this looks great for like a first person 
combat there's like this like parrying system there's like timing there's like all this different magic there's this flexibility in the thing like visually what an upgrade from since we last saw it, it looks gorgeous the style mm. is really nice um so I was so surprised when I logged off to see everyone be like, "Oh man, like a Val combat looks really bad." I mean, what, did you did you have you seen this? Like, uh... I haven't. No, I haven't really caught any reception onto how Avowed looks. Um, so yeah, that's it's a mixed, bit, man. Like, yeah, people, people are mixed on Avowed. That's quite that's quite surprising. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the sort of bad rap that these sort of Bethesda esque games tend to get like and starfield has come off a pretty uh negative um impact for this sort of thing of having its 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 combat a little bit dated um and then you know this is obviously copying similarly from elder scrolls and maybe maybe it's just that that type of outdated combat is just getting a little bit you know jumped on at the moment a little bit of an easy an easy uh grab for just saying it, it looks dated um i thought it looked great like i i genuinely thought it looked it looked pretty good i you know like you said we had some of our things to say i thought that some of the moves and impacts could have a bit more weight to them a bit more crunch to them especially when you were hit uh, I also said like when you were when he was cutting people with like the sword like the the lizards and stuff it felt kind of buttery it didn't really feel like there was like any weight to the sword or to the slash or anything like that it just kind of slipped across the lizard like butter you know it's not yeah like little, little areas like that but in terms of its creativity and its um its design I th- I thought it looked great I thought there were so many cool options for for weapons uh what you could run into battle with and use uh i liked that you could flick between weapons like instantly um because they showed that they were just like you can instantly change and it was literally like you had a wand out and then i like, pressed a button and it just he had a bow you know there was no like animation of him yeah. pulling out a bow it was just like in out in out in out and you can just i think that's cool because i think that's going to keep combat quite fast paced if you can flick from magic to sword to to this to that you know it's not real it's not hyper realistic or whatever but i feel like it's going to make combat feel more fast paced than it is and figuring out what enemies weaknesses are and what's best to use you know you know flick flick to the wand and freeze it and then flick to your two-handed battle axe and smash them in you know um but uh yeah, I thought it looked great, but inter- interestingly enough, I did show my brother this one as well because I was quite hyped by Avowed and I showed him this today, uh, this morning, and he did comment on it and said that it. it he said it looks very devy, like he was just like it looks dev, like like it's still not like finished. He's just like like it, it, I I can tell it's not mm. it's not looking very finished right now, uh, which I thought was quite an interesting, interesting. thing to say yeah. as well because maybe he felt the same it looked a bit jank it looked a bit dated maybe um so that was also quite interesting but hmm, yeah interesting yeah it's funny man like i don't know um yeah i mean i guess i guess it puts us maybe in the minority here you know and i don't think it's not bad across the board it's just a bit mixed a lot of you know a lot of people were very much like yeah great like the visuals look way better that's that's great you're like this looks like a next-gen game from obsidian and that's really exciting um but a lot of those same people are like yeah but man the combat is looking really rough and you know stiff is the word i keep hearing as well and clunky is a word i keep hearing as well um mm. 
and you know people will say like oh yeah you know it's just this first person thing it's this first person combat stuff it's just too hard to do and i'm like i don't know man like this to me this looked like a direct upgrade like we don't get games like this often we don't first person rpgs are very rare mm. like i would i'm sure there are more like the most recent one really i can think of is cyberpunk and I find it really annoying that because Cyberpunk's like gathered more like critical reception as its life cycle's gone on, that it's we've gotten a bit ahistorical, that it's like we're three years on, you know, like it's a bit unfair to be comparing that to to games on launch. Um mm. Cyberpunk's combat on launch was fine. It, it was maybe good even actually. You know, it wasn't it didn't have a melee focus. There was some melee options, just like with Starfield, there were some melee options. Generally the combat in Starfield felt pretty good, I would say. Um, mm. And I feel like what they're doing here is like kind of its own thing and a bit of an upgrade in some ways. You know, there's, there's like a lot more movement. I'm seeing dodges. I'm seeing like gunshots where people are flying off. You know, we've seen from the previous combat trailer with heavier swords against the skeleton where you're like smacking them around, you know, when they were falling side to side. Um, mm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe there was like elements of like, they didn't pick some of the best clips to fully show what the combat system really excels at just in like quick cuts but like i mean this is not what i think like i watched this and i was really excited um mm. i can understand some of the criticism about some of the animations um i th i think um but that's the sort of thing you only notice when you're watching the game compared to playing it you know mm. i think i guess that i guess maybe that's my thing like my expectations weren't as high as some people's were some people were still coming into this like this is obsidian skyrim which is bizarre because skyrim's animations were like i mean this is obviously an old game but it was like way worse than this like in, in its floatiness mm. and everything but um yeah. and we heard that they'd kind of re-scoped de-scoped the game i should say a little bit into like you know more of an obsidian thing more of like a, maybe a slightly bigger outer worlds experience um so my expectations were a little bit more tame uh and and i watched this and i was like this looks like it's fun to play mm. like i am there's a bit of stiffness here and there there's maybe still another eight months of dev to go uh so i don't know that was just my thing i was like this looks fun to play mm. um and but it, it, it just surprised me yeah like some some of the reactions you were that i was seeing was like mate would make you think that it looked like it was barely working but i was like i, I mean there were some things here and there that i would like to see tightened by launch but it looks fun and the things that mm. i did see were not big deals from no what i could tell i don't know yeah maybe maybe i'm being silly but you know it's just no it's just i mean I thought. I thought we yeah we came out all saying the same thing i, I genuinely felt a lot more confident in avowed coming out of that developer direct like that hit all the right notes for me i, I was pretty impressed with that showing um and i'm pretty excited to see what else that game has to offer because there's no doubt in my mind they've got some really cool shit with like spells and stuff like that like up their sleeve that you can do in that game um and they barely showed any of it and i think they obsidian tend to be quite inventive and quite almost wacky with the way they do like their weapons and magic and stuff like that and i think they'll push the boat out quite a bit with it and yeah, some shit might be like blatantly OP or something like that, but you're going to feel so cool casting it or using it or something like that. I feel like it could be that sort of game. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, I was, and and yeah, like I said, with the presentation of it, I, I was so impressed with how it looked. Like on, on like a texture level, yeah. that game looks insane. Like it's he, a nice he, style as well, isn't it? Yeah, like even when you were talking to that like scaly man and stuff like that, 
the the detail on his face. I like obviously I know that the the lip sync and the eyes and mouth are all a bit they're they're not fantastic, you know, that 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 is still not looking the best but in terms of the actual textures on the character on his face on his clothes and stuff like that it was insanely detailed um it was nuts and yeah the environment so it, it looks a hell of a lot better than i thought it would uh and i'm coming out of that game a lot more confident like that i'm really looking forward to that and it remains one of my most excited releases for the year oh yeah Yeah, it's uh, and I think that was that's kind of the funny part, you know. Like I said, it was a bit of a subversion that we kind of came out of that, yeah. like hell yeah, what a good showing for Avowed. Indie looks okay, and then I come online and those two things are completely it's just reversed. Flat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and we were because we were even saying the other things about Indie that were coming out about Avowed, we're like, oh, the combat looks maybe not quite there yet, or um, like a bit of clunkiness here and there. But that wasn't. I'm not seeing that mentioned at all in the discourse, but I am seeing like a lot of it about Avowed and like part of me kind of thinks like i think like that original cgi reveal man for avowed like just did so much damage to this game that just, uh, just yeah. never been able to recover from on like a reputational level mm-hmm. it's like crazy how like latched on i'm still seeing like man some of the some of the comments i saw like why does it look like fortnite like it makes me want to slip my wrist on the spot mm. like guys just because something has color like color existed before fortnite Fortnite did not exist color. <laughs> did not, did not, you know, did not make Fortnite it. Fortnite created like, colors. Um, did not create color, thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. I like the style it's going for here. Like, you know, it, it, but it's just such a shame. Like some people, clearly that avowed reveal made the rounds. And since then, people have been expecting this Elder Scrolls level next gen um, dark brown and brownie green like game. Mm-hmm hyper realistic you know all of those things that avowed obsidian just aren't gonna make um yeah so you can't maybe argue. that is their fault yeah you can't argue with the fact that the tone of that initial reveal trailer was vastly different to what the game is now like that is true um i do think people are clinging on to it a little bit too much and treating it a bit harshly as a result of that but once again i think xbox are plagued by revealing shit too early and in the wrong ways and with their marketing like they've done this so many times and i i I think it has hurt avowed um and they've done it with previous games as well in the past they show shit too early and they try and drum up hype in the wrong ways and they present it in a way that it doesn't end up being so yeah Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't disagree, I suppose. I mean, I, like, I saw in this trailer that there were was a lot more um, glimpses into that original trailer. Like, because the thing is, the world is going to be dark. It's going to, like, the Pillars of Eternity isn't a nice place to live, you know? Um, mm. You know, so, it, like, it, the tone is going to be dark thematically. Maybe people just thought visually it would always be nighttime and it would it would be, like, just ruins. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose I get it um, because they are going for this colourful thing, colourful but dark, that maybe wasn't fully expressed in the in that original teaser, you know. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm not sure really what else to say about that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just surprised at the reactions. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. But like I said, ultimately, I think the gameplay and the combat looks really fun. Maybe they could have done a better job showing it. Like it would have been nice to have just seen from start to finish, like an encounter, like mm. going around the corner, seeing a thing, and like how you can engage that. You know. Um, and then also yeah. like they did the dialogue thing and they spoke about how going back to town will impact but you never saw have consequences they, they didn't show us that so it felt a bit like i know you guys are good at that why wasn't that here yeah. so i think you're right and i think that's like on one level which makes it quite exciting like they haven't shown they still haven't shown the bits that obsidian are best at which is like a lot of the consequence the storytelling the leveling and progression right like we have no idea how that's going to work like the yeah. magic systems um like if there's like looting and how that kind of works like you know we've got no idea about any of that mm. um so i think there's there's lots more to look forward to here you know they said at the end of the show there's a lot but we've got more to show in the next few months and there's an interview with Kerry patel the director uh, going live tomorrow I, probably with the xbox channel i don't know but they're presumably going to talk about a bit more um some of that stuff um but mm. yeah i came away from that really really excited yeah me too me too um there's so much so like like really like uh, hellblade 2 and avowed are like competing for some of my most anticipated games for the year now yeah oh and can we talk about the 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 logo or the the artwork at the end as well like random key applause art, yeah. to whoever made that because yeah, that was just Jesus. that was just insane that was such a cool piece of art like that's made the rounds that went viral that yeah that, that logo it looks so fucking good like it's crazy um yeah just really really cool definitely definitely agree um, i hope that ends up being the uh and i hope we get a dynamic background with that like please yeah Um, i I think i said that actually on the stream i was just like if you could get a dynamic um background with that that'd be so fucking cool yeah yeah because we we just got a really cool uh cyberpunk one as well which i've just put on um oh okay uh, do they tweet about these things or like how do you know when these things get added because i feel like they just appear and i just never really drop I just see them like once a year when I feel like mm, I'll change my Xbox dashboard and then I realize there's five more. Yeah. Uh, no, I just see like community members post about them. Like, okay. I don't see an official announcement, um, really. I'm sure they do, but I, that's never the thing I see. I see like Clobro or Idol Sloth tweet about it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So it was worth mentioning um, before we sort of wrap up this segment then um, the. Uh, we're not going to talk much about Ara, although I did watch that back and actually I was a bit more enticed by it. I was like, oh, okay. Like mm. there's actually like the bits of Age of Empires that I like here, but with some more flair and like your own style that you can like mix together cultures and, and um, uh, societies. It, it was, uh, the alternate history angle kind of, I, I'm interested, you know, it's, it's stupid that it's not coming to Xbox at the same time as PC, but like mm. I, I found myself a bit more interested on, a, on the rewatch. Um, nice. But I wanted to quickly talk about the Square Enix um, appearance. Um, mm. And we, we said it was obviously Visions of Mana. And we said mm. that this, it was really a bit more of a dog whistle to the, to the Xbox community, you know, of like relationships good now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And more and more there are rumors of like Final Fantasy 16 coming to Xbox. 
um, maybe this year. Okay. Uh, seven remake as well as as I imagine on the cards too. Um, mm-hmm. But especially the former um, maybe happening. Um, you know, so we'll see how that goes. But like, I think it was just quite interesting. That I mean, how's I'm quite interested how you're you're you know more of a square and explore than I am. I'm liking you know being a big Final Fantasy fan, but like. Is that something like you care about? Are you happy to just keep playing them on PlayStation as they come out, or would you like them really to start coming? To pay- like, would you wait? And maybe I suppose it's maybe a more ample question if their partnership is with PlayStation for yearly timed exclusives, but they start, you know, coming consistently one year after launch to Xbox. Would you would you wait and play that on Xbox or no? Uh, I don't think I would wait. No, um, I think I would just play them on launch, like I always have. Um, yeah, I'm just a big fan of the games um, and a lot of stuff that Square, uh, Square Enix does. I'll probably even try Visions of Mana. So that's um, yeah, that's, hmm. it's it's all very exciting. But yeah, it's just it's just I think it's a good. I think the the announcement was more about yeah, like the partnership with Square Square Enix being mended, and you know more stuff like this is coming our way, JRPGs, all that sort of stuff, rather than actually Visions of Mana. Like yeah, sure, like Visions of Mana is great to see more gameplay of it. But I definitely think it was more of a look over here. Square Enix is here. How cool is that? Um, so yeah, it's very exciting for 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 the future of our relationship between between um, Xbox and and Square Enix. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, I, I I think games like Final Fantasy are always still going to have that timed exclusivity. I think um, at least for a, for a while um, for for playstation and i think i will still play them on playstation first um you know i can't wait like a year to play rebirth if it came out on xbox in a completely hypothetical world um mm-hmm. or the same for 16 on, on xbox i mean hell i'd probably even play 16 again when it comes out on xbox if if it ever does that was your game you know. of the year um yeah exactly like i'd play again for the achievements and to experience it again you know it's it's a great game like uh, i genuinely probably would buy it again um but no i i don't think it would force me to wait um but yeah i guess yeah that's my answer interesting cool um so i think you know overall it's, it's great it was just worth mentioning kind of you know thoughts on that um that it seems to me that the deal is kind of sealed now whatever was happening before is clearly that's behind them to like actually have them on the show as the mm. surprise drop is clearly like you know the the olive branch you know like like come on our show let us promote your game for free and you know it, uh, in exchange you you let our audience know that you're invested in the platform that's really mm. what that seemed like to me um so that's great because you know i'm I'm the other way around. Like, I'm not a massive Final Fantasy fan, uh, but I would be willing to try um, on my Xbox. I don't really want to buy it at full price. I might buy it at full price on my console. Um, and, you know, I, I absolutely would play it if it came to Game Pass um, to, like, try and get me into the the, the series. Um, and I imagine there's a lot of people feeling like that as well. So, you know, great. I'm glad that I'm glad that, that happened. I thought it was a bit weird for the show, but for the, the hardcore audience, it was, like, a good message to send you know mm-hmm. yeah agreed yeah and visions of mana look good they it looked like a really fun game um maybe a bit um the goofy side for me uh in terms of those rpgs like i, I do like that style of jrpg but th- these are maybe a bit i don't want to say childish but a bit yeah a bit more goofy compared to others um yeah. 
but it did look really good. It looked really smooth. The combat looked really action and uh, like action orientated and quite fast paced. Um, some of the designs and the colors and the presentation of it were really cool. And I love that dog. I love that oh, dog. Did you the pickle. 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 Yeah, I love them. Yep. Pickle. Yep. Absolutely loved them. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, awesome. So uh, I'm trying to think what were, uh, what else did we have to mention? So I suppose that there were two things, two final things that I wanted to mention, just smaller stuff, like on the back of the developer direct. Um, the first was, uh, like I mentioned, that the Xbox were tracking quite a lot of positive internal um, sentiment, you know, um, in, a, in a way that they haven't seen in a while. Um, and one of the things that came out of this, well, so I, it's really hard to not... Um, like which i'm here but i've got a link tim number three i'm just wondering if you could maybe play the audio for that but don't put the video up so you don't have to change the obs thing just because i don't want it to become like a targeted thing um i don't want it to feel like personal it's just i'm more interested in like i think this is what the core audience of console players think um especially coming off the back of um, indiana jones but obviously also the positive sentiment that came out of it just being a great show three Big exclusive for the year. Two things. Uh, Indiana Jones probably being the the crowning jewel um, for the mainstream audience. And this is one of the, the reactions which is going around the circles in Xbox, in the Xbox community a little bit um, to mm. kind of demonstrate that. So when you're ready, you let me know and I'll, I'll shut up. It's only about 40 seconds long, I think. Uh, it's a minute 17 by the looks of it. But yeah, I'll play okay. it now. Yeah. You go for it. Yeah. One, I'm kind of bummed Just out about. One, I really think is something that some people are making a big deal out of that they absolutely should oh, not sure. be making oh, a big know. deal out of. Number one, I was very bummed out to find out this was an Xbox exclusive. I guess other people knew that already. No, I, I was very sad about that. Because Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. Yeah, so. which makes I, sense. But sure. sure. I want it on the PS5. Console. Still bums That's me true. out. You, can stream you don't it. need an Xbox console. It's yeah. uh, on Game Pass day one. Yeah, but you can, I don't want to play it. it on a PC. I want to try it on my PlayStation. You, you could play it on uh, just your internet. Yeah, on yeah, your, I whatever, still, on I, I want to play it on my on my. Ray, I spent so much money. I'm just saying I'm bummed out about it, right? That's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure Xbox users wish, you know, some games on PlayStation. Oh, for sure. For we, sure. We want Yeah, but a that's lot of your games. fault yeah. for being a second-class citizen. Oh, I have dual citizenship. Thank Shots you very fired. much. I'd like to thank That's everyone nice. who's uh, supported me throughout my journey here at uh, the John Triple Campus. citizenship because <laughs> I have Twitch. So. Okay, but here's the part that, that, like, I just see angry people online over something really ridiculously trivial. Uh, yeah, it's done. Okay. So, um, yeah, just to be clear, like, again, this wasn't, like, I'm not playing this as a personal attack to, to, to this to this podcast. It's, it's They're like a tech enthusiast podcast. They talk about media, films, and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so... Oh. The, the casual... Am I lagging? You dropped off a little bit. But yeah, carry on. Okay. You're right. Um, so I just thought it was a really good snapshot for what like the the mainstream audience and the, the maybe the, the casual or core console audience kind of thinks. Mm. And I think it's interesting that you know, with this all together, indie turned heads. That show turned heads. Um, that's the power of a licensed um, product, an exclusive licensed product. Um, and, you know, you have people there saying, you know, I don't want to play this on. I don't want to have to buy an Xbox. Like, there are people who don't, 
a lot of the internet discourse will have you believe that everybody owns a PC and a, a console. They don't. And even when they do, a lot of people don't want a game on their PC. Mm. Like there is a console audience. Um, you could argue it's waning. You could argue it's kind of hit ceiling fine. But like there is market share that Xbox can get into here, I feel. Um, like they said, you know, I don't want to play this on, on an Xbox. Like mm. you gotta. Like, and this leads into kind of the, the debate that's been going on for the last few weeks about like Xbox putting games on other platforms. You know, if they do this show next year and they've got four games, you know, big games, you know, Zenimax's game, maybe a perfect dark and a fable, and a you know, the ABK get, you know, the new Blizzard game, and two of them are multi-plat, that takes the wins out of the sale. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, oh yeah, that looked really cool, but God, I'm glad I can play um blizzard's game on my playstation 5 god i'm glad i can play xenomax's new ip um, on my playstation it just doesn't you need to force people into your ecosystem (laughs) yeah you need to force them with exclusive content with good exclusive content like that's ultimately what got me to buy a ps4 when they were on their fucking hot streak you know back in like 2016 time same with the ps5 like you know um i I wanted to play god of war i wanted to play last of us part two um i wanted to play ghost of tsushima you know, there's this mm. back catalogue of really, really good content that I wanted to play. That wouldn't happen if these games started getting ported to Xbox. Like, I would just wait. Um, yeah. I would wait or not bother at all. I mean, I just, I suppose, yeah, what are your thoughts, Tim? I know I, went, I kind of just went for it then, but like, you know, I thought it was quite an interesting clip and like how yeah. they see it. You know, maybe it's, it might be like how your brothers feel as well, maybe. Like, they're probably not as hardcore as we are, but like... Yeah. No, think? no, no. It's uh, No, I completely agree with you. I think... um yeah, it's very interesting to see just the weight that that indie had. Yeah, that people are genuinely like, like these people are upset that they can't play it on their console. But ultimately, yeah, like you said, when this game releases and if it releases to good reception, these people will likely reluctantly go out and buy an Xbox so they can play it. Like you said, you it forces them into your ecosystem, and I think that sometimes that does need to be done. Um, well, I think majority of the time it needs to be done, especially for Xbox's brand. Um, as of late, you know they they do need to get people um, into the eco- uh, ecosystem. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, and yeah, I think Indiana Jones. It sounds like it's a great opportunity to do that and to really force and force some people in and turn some heads, which is yeah, very interesting to to just show that something like this is doing it far more immediately than anything else like starfield tried to achieve because this is a multi uh platform like multimedia uh ip that obviously resonates with a lot more people outside of just gaming um and yeah it's already gaining such traction um but yeah no i i completely agree if they were to announce this or whatever uh and have it xbox aligned but still coming out on playstation people would be like yeah, it's cool, but yeah, I just can't wait to play on my PlayStation, right? Yeah, like they're they're not going to go out and invest into your family of consoles or or your consoles. So, um, yeah, it needs to be done, I think, and I think it it does show the power of these sort of things, this uh, like exclusivity. And I think you know it's a really actually it's a really fascinating comparison you bring it up Starfield because from the minute from minute one Starfield was up against so much shit. Like, you know, it's constant. The game, that game has been a constant barrage of negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think it goes to show. I, I, I understand this is just one little clip. It's anecdotal. Um, but, like, you can reverse engineer an Xbox tax argument here. 
like if somebody's outwardly going to tell you that they don't want to buy an xbox because um but and there's a game they want on it how does that how could that possibly not equate to people not liking the brand or not wanting to play on the brand or being more likely to be negative towards stuff that's on the brand like obviously because they're going to want to persuade themselves that they don't want to make the purchase you know they'd rather of course like obviously you know like i'm the same thing i keep bringing up bloody final fantasy 7 remake like yeah like i keep because i don't want to have to buy it on the ps5 so it's easier for me to like sit with the dissonance and be like it's probably not that good you know i bet it works the same way you know i just i just Mm. think the whole thing is quite fascinating Like, like clearly stuff being locked down onto a platform that you have to make a financial investment into like yeah of course that's going to rub people like it's going to make people feel a bit of like resentment and therefore they have to try and make they have to balance that out you know that's the dissonance they have to try and align the belief by either committing to the purchase or um changing the belief you know like it's probably not that good anyway you know it's Mm -hmm. it's not worth it so anyway point being that like i think that it's an interesting like lens into how this works particularly seeing as this is probably the first game in a long time that xbox has had that um has like turned heads of people that maybe weren't so interested starfield did a great job but the discourse after it i would argue was part of what i was just saying like a lot of people you know didn't really want to get into the xbox ecosystem so a lot of people like that's a shit three out of ten game when it's like you know come Mm. on there are warts there we all get it but um so I think it's fascinating um we'll see how this all pans out and like i said at the top of the show like i hope i hope xbox are taking notes there like you know big releases like this licensed stuff um gets people talking man gets people talking and it means that there's no need to go multi-plat don't do it yeah it's true yeah some things you got to keep close to your chest some things you got to keep just for your xbox players your games pass players um yeah no i agree there's no need to chuck this onto another platform. I think even if it's a year or two down the line, I still don't just, just don't like it's fine to just keep things solely for Xbox. It's being so damn generous, Phil. Yeah. He's too nice, man. Be more He's ruthless. Too nice, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. And that is the thing as well. Well, I'm not gonna go on about this too long, so we're already over two hours in, but like yeah. Phil is going to retire soon. Like he's probably gonna retire at the end of the generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like i just wonder like whoever takes over it looks like it's going to be sarah bond like is their strategy going to be the same you know and mm. i also think like internally i reckon they are having quite big debates about whether some of these games should be exclusive is it is it worth the trade-off of putting games on other platforms you know i'm expecting that that is going to be the case because we've had some reliable insiders say that it would be the case um it's not true until it's true but um we'll have to see how it goes you know i think it's a mistake personally on an extremely narrow case-by-case basis would probably be okay mm-hmm. but still uh, it's, it, it makes me a bit uneasy about my investment essentially um so speaking of investment the final bit for this for the show today during that direct um we were panning across um you know all the different studios all of those lovely expensive studios that microsoft invested into and at one point in the show there was a whiteboard, and on that whiteboard, on that whiteboard, were the letters U A K E, and then the number six, Quake Six, being yep. teased. Um, 
it was it was while they were looking at machine games um who usually partner with id on this sort of stuff and i you can't help but feel that was maybe an intentional little tease oh um, of course a coming later course. in the year or being announced later in the year sorry i mean announced at the showcase hmm yeah oh yeah definitely yeah this was definitely an intentional tease and yeah these would absolutely be the two studios to work on it right so um yeah kind of cool i don't really have much pedigree with the uh with the quake series but i think it could be a cool little fast-paced shooter that's not doom (laughs) for sure yeah um I think you know, in the in the same way that like Indiana Jones has this um this appeal to it, long-standing series have that opportunity as well. You know, it's why the Elder Scrolls would have such a big pull on the next on the next mm-hmm. go. Um, it's why God of War, when that was rebooted, you know, obviously incredible quality, um, had the same pull. It was established; people knew what it meant. I think Quake, you know, has that kind of um yeah opportunity in front of it as well. You know, which is um given that it wasn't revealed at the direct they would expect it's probably a 2025 game mm. which creates a whole nother conversation about how every year is going to be like this and then better for xbox you know um like we're finally on that treadmill now yeah um so it's just, just a nice way to sort of that's right and it's just a nice way to kind of bring the show um to its end let's stop talking about you know this tease of quake six and um you know it is gonna probably knock that out of the park with this presentation and what they do um yeah you know even if that is the case i assume that it is making quake six and it's not another studio you know but um it's gonna be a yeah they're, they're definitely gonna smash that and it would be interesting to see if they that kind of rejuvenates the whole um like if they have the multiplayer aspect to it as well and that rejuvenates that style of multiplayer again mm. like uh that sort of um arcadey uh arena shooter um yeah a lot of potential Maybe. there yeah i do i do i do wonder especially because the last dooms were actually you know mostly lauded for their the single player you know like i do wonder if they'll even bother yeah like i, I do wonder if they've just gone all in on like a 20 hour yeah, action maybe. shooter that manages to distinguish itself from um from doom you know who, who knows but um that's the sort of thing that i could see them dropping in a dev direct next year in the same way they did Indiana Jones, or maybe it's the one more thing at the end of the showcase this year. You know, mm. who knows? Like the showcase this year is going to be so insane. Yeah, it's going to be bonkers because they're going to show off more of our more Indiana Jones. More, they're probably going to show off Fable. I reckon we see more Everwild. I reckon we see State of Decay three. I reckon we see Perfect Dark. Like, and that's none of this is including any new stuff that's probably mm. going on. You know, a Gear Six and um, maybe a, a Gears collection. You know, what Zenimax online doing? Do we see any of the Blizzard stuff? Do we see any of the Activision stuff? What about Double Fine? You know, the list goes fucking on and on and on. You know, it's just... Um... And then by the time we get to like 2026, the guys who released games in 2020 will be ready to go again. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's so just like a really nice cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely start to see it all sort of the whole roadmap and the whole what they were going for or what they've been building. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, hopefully it's a worthwhile time investment, you know, because I think Xbox fans have waited a while for this, and yeah, it would be nice to see it pay off, you know, our loyalty and our patience. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, Absolutely. All right, guys, that that brings this episode of uh, Crips in Podcast to a close. 
um if you've hung out this long thank you so much a longer episode than usual today we are missing dear caden i'm sure well not actually i was gonna say i'm sure he'll be back next week but he's uh he's our fighting <laughs> fighting game uh, resident Enthusiast. and tekken's out next week so he may just be fully uh, enraptured by that but we'll have to see um mm -hmm consider hitting the like button if you like what you're hearing um consider subscribing you can find me on twitter and tim as well uh, down in the in the description below um but i suppose uh, we'll catch you next week yeah yeah thanks for watching guys or listening have a good week bye bye everyone even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.